Welcome to the Happy Birthday to Elaine podcast. <laughs> My name is Elaine. That's not what it's My called. It's not. <laughs> uh, I'm confused. I'm Tony. Each of us wishes Elaine a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I have horror thrillers. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I brought presents. <laughs> Did you? We yes, but today. you can't have them yet because it's not your actual birthday. There's presents for you in this house. We almost brought your presents, but I was like, should we bring them to this time or next time? I feel like it's probably a little early. It's, it's a, little a little early. early. It's two I mean, weeks. Her, yeah, her birthday's not <laughs> There is weeks. no such thing as too early for presents, though. <laughs> I love presents. Is it early? Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's Audra's birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Audra. Birthday, Audra. Happy birthday, Audra. <laughs> Audra, what would you like for your birthday? I don't know, but I sent her a text message yesterday asking her if she had thoughts, and she said, I do have thoughts, but I can't tell you them right now because we're... Because they were out somewhere. Oh. And, um, but she never sent me any thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a party for Audra's birthday. We got invited to, and I'm, you know, I can't, but let me know if a song won't break sound. <laughs> <laughs> if it does, FaceTime me. <laughs> she, she did let me know that, um, at a concert, everyone that goes by when you're sitting always puts their crotch towards you, never butt. <laughs> and then she also has told me that Eye for an Eye is definitely scary and she hates it. And Keith or Sutherland is such a creepy guy in that movie. Scarred me that. for life. And I said, I might pick it for October. And she said, you should. <laughs> so maybe I'll do is it. Is that an October. older, older movie? Or? Yeah, it's like from the 90s. Oh, okay. It's not older, older. The 90s it's, wasn't that long ago. It's more like a thriller. It's like, check your math. It's, man. it's a it's thriller. Like, hey, check your math. It's a thriller, so... I keep doing that with 2000s. I'll be like, 2002, that's not that old. That's only... Oh, shit. <laughs> there was a Instagram thing You're about... like, hey, if you want a car in 2000, you could have antique plates. Yikes. <laughs> there is a... It's like, what? There was a um, Instagram post about bands that were now dad rock, and it made me real sad. Oh. <laughs> no doubt. No, that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, let's get started. (laughs) My pick for Elaine's birthday was Man of Steel from 2013. Wow, it's old. It is way. (laughs) Yeah, it's 10 years old. And Henry Cavill's still sort of Superman. Kind of. Depending on the the week. He is, he isn't. He is, he isn't. Well, he will always be Superman. The same way that Christopher Reeve was always Superman and Brandon Roth was always Superman. No, what I mean is actively still playing the role. We don't know. (laughs) <laughs> they don't fucking know. Yeah. You know, we want a new Superman. Yes, but everybody loves They Henry cast Cavill. a new About Superman, that. though, and new Lois Lane. New Lois is good. I don't know who that's the new Lois. I, I didn't recognize either of them, but. She's from the fabulous Mrs. Maple or whatever that Maisel. show was. Maisel. She's Her really too. good. I don't know. We watched a couple episodes of that show and I did like it. I just didn't. It wasn't enough. I'm continue. never opposed to a recasting or a reboot. I'm always open to them, so. Hey. Especially comic book movies, I don't. Just remember so. Michael Keaton rules. I mean, no, they don't remember it now because he's so beloved as, as Michael Batman. Keaton. Uh, because when Batman, when he was cast as Batman, people went ape shit. They're like, "No yeah. way, he's been terrible." And then it was like, "Yeah, he was the best Batman ever." Yeah, but people said the same thing about Batfleck, mm-hmm. and they said the same thing about um, Robert what Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. And, <laughs> so and then they always say that. Yeah, but Robert Although Clooney, they were kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will tell you, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Pattinson as Batman though. No, I mean the problem is, is Clooney was a terrible Batman, but he was a great Bruce Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I blame that more on 
That was just uh, a movie with Batman. I blame it more on the movie because Clooney could probably pull off a good Batman if he had a really good script. I will give Pattinson now, another but... chance. Like, they're going to make another Batman mm. with him in it. I'll watch I it. Okay. But I've only watched his Batman once. I was like, oh, I don't regret watching it, but I'm never reaching I for it. I think that... Yeah. It's too long. But I do but really I enjoy Chris o, um, what is it? Chris O'Donnell's uh, Robin. Robin. Mm-hmm. That was a great He's choice. And that was a good... Like, he played that well. I think he was the best part... He was one of the best parts of those movies. That was supposed to be Marlon Wayne's. That would have been a weird choice. That would have been a weird choice. But I do like... It would have changed. I think it totally would have been different. I do like that they actually went and they did a Robin, though. Like, that's the thing. A lot of these Batman movies, they're missing a Robin. They they, they could do with a Robin. Well, nowadays it's like, is is that your award or your lover? And the the problem is, is everybody wants to do these, like, even pre-origin movies. And they're like, well, this is right when he becomes... Batman, I'm like okay, that's cool, but now we have to wait three movies before he's Batman, so we don't really get anything. And then by the end, the actor's too old, or there's been he's like some company's been bought again. by somebody. It's like you know, you guys plan these twelve year movies. It's like not all of you are going to be around in twelve years. But you, know? but you don't need to do these pre origin origin. We all no. know nobody needs to see Uncle Ben get shot again no. or the Waynes. No. We don't need to see Superman's pod landing on no. Earth. We don't need any of that shit anymore. And, and like Speaking I was saying, this movie. And, I, and like I was saying to them, nice. I, I, I think the near. If we're gonna keep doing superhero movies, I think the next thing we need to do is team up movies. I'd love team up movies like Hulk and or Spider Man or you know whatever. I want to see Hulk and Wolverine. Yeah, anybody. That just throw cool. two together and just do movies. Which every once in a while they keep getting into fucking, fights. Yeah, <laughs> like, have them have them do go on like buddy cop movies, but with superheroes. Like having watch that all. Hulk and Wolverine you, can't kill each other, but they can beat the shit out of each other. I gotta other tell while, you so that. Like, might, all right, fine. Yeah, that's part of why that Flash movie is so good. Because it's because. Tuesday. Does it really? Yeah. We could have saved fifty bucks. I was happy to see it in the oh, theater, watched, and I'll watch you it said again. You watched it in IMAX. We did watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really great. It was good. But I don't know if there's a disappointing. That's, movie that's in a IMAX. flash <laughs> bat, but it Bob was. It was totally a flash, flash Batman team up. Flash teamed up with the Flash and with Batman. Spoilers. I think that's so much. And it was Batman. <laughs> well, this movie <laughs> doesn't have well, Batman, but it has a Batman sound. But it has Superman's origin story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully, sort of. it's, hopefully but it's the last time we see it. You know? But it's not like the full origin story. It's like that gray area they didn't you know really what? cover. Like, yeah. here's him here's as a kid, problem. now he's Clark Kent and he's a reporter. Well, this is between them. And then here's, give you a little snippets. Here's the other problem with that. So we get, like, the whole movie, it opened, well, we're, actually, I'll wait. You should do your thing, so then we'll talk oh. about it when oh, it happens. Because yeah. it's yeah. a long movie. We haven't movie. talked about who's in it yet. Right. Right. We shit. know nothing. <laughs> well, Rotten Tomatoes gives it critical 56 and audience 75. Mm-hmm. Metacritic gives it 56. The budget was somewhere between $225 million and $258 million. I checked it this mm-hmm. morning. I thought it was 55 so it's gone down since zero dollars. Mm-hmm. But it grossed $668 million, <laughs> which is why they made more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> $668 million. I don't know what the break-even point was, but if it's more than $600 million, you spent too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the writer. Yes, some movies are, they are like a billion really dollars now. They really shouldn't like spend more than two hundred million on a movie. Dollars, I think. Even. They like, should be able to of, make a movie for under two million really dollars. Two hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The writers. One of the writers you is dog. David S. Goyer. Mm-hmm. He did The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Batman vs Superman, The Blade movies, Jumper, and Christopher Nolan, who did. He's doing Oppenheimer. He was involved in Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, Interstellar, Inception. Never heard of him. Transcendence, Memento. I love this weird internet thing 
where people are choosing between Oppenheimer and Barbie as if the same people were going, like, as if people were making this dis- well, choice because they open on the same weekend. I saw a thing that pe- a lot of it's people have teacher big tickets to do a, like a double, double feature. feature. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a weird double feature. Not weirder than Fire in the Sky in the Sandlot, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit weird. Yes, or whatever we watched with Don't Jason we have X. love in our hearts for both? Or is it yeah. which one is going to be the bigger one? No, no, because no, most can't. people are like supporting both of them. I, I, no, it just I know like what Oppenheimer's about. Thing. It makes sense. What the fuck is this Barbie movie about? I don't know, what is but the I premise? And don't it. say Barbie and Ken. Because every time you ask that question, all you hear is, oh, it's about Barbie and Ken. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you have to watch it to find out. Are they just going to stand there and be like, I'm Barbie, I'm Ken. We're both beautiful. Yes. All right, now what? Maybe. I don't know. It kind of seems like Ken has to. It kind of seems from the trailers are cut in such a way that it makes me feel like at some point Ken has to come to terms with the fact that he is just an afterthought and an accessory, (laughs) which kind of makes me really excited to see what they're doing with this. Isn't he? Yeah, I mean, but he he doesn't seem to know it. But the other, but the other side of it is, it's cool to see a movie. It's cool to have a movie. I don't give a shit about Barbie, but whatever. I watch it. It's cool to have a movie where you don't know every fucking thing that's going to happen because of the trailers. You know, you really don't really have. I mean, there's really no. What's the plot of this movie? Margaret Robbie still has no idea. It's a mystery and an enigma, and they've managed to capture the interest of fucking everybody. There's just a lot of people. I can't believe that Amy Schumer was the first choice for Barbie. I'm like, really? What kind of she movie had were they going? A, she had a moment, though, back when they yeah. probably wrote the script 10 years ago, where she was big deal, and then everybody turned on her. Plus, she kind of well, looks she like... she stole a bunch of jokes. Plus, Amy right. Schumer like was, was she looking kind of like Barbie for a little bit. Yeah, she was. Yeah. All right, well, this is star- starring, welcome back to the podcast, Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. From? From Man with Uncle. And? The Zack Snyderverse. Mm-hmm. The Witcher. Mission Impossible, Fallout, and mostly he got And the Count of Monte Cristo. That's my favorite with him in it, because you look at him and go, oh my god, it looks like Henry Cavill's little brother. He looks no, so Henry young Cavill, here, though. He's like 15. It, I I haven't seen this movie in a little while. Because you see him now, and he's just like jacked to the gills. Yeah. Like in this, he's huge. But yeah. like well, even it, in the regular movies, he's still pretty big, and in that, he was in, a kid. In this, though, he really looks young, which... I mean, it's not like he's that young. He's our age, but you can really see the difference between thirty old, thirty year old, and forty year old Henry Cavill. And in the and trivia, it said that he refused to um, take steroids. Take steroids yeah. to this movie, and he wanted it to be all natural. And that for the shirtless scenes, he really the opposite like, of Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. He did cut. what? He, well, yeah, he had to cut and cut and cut like bodybuilders do before a competition. Mm-hmm. So that day when you see him run around with shirt on, he was hungry. Yeah, and thirsty. And very thirsty, yeah. About to feel over. He's like, yeah, we're going to do one more take. The fuck we are. <laughs> in the trivia, it said after each shirtless scene, because uh, there was two in the movie, um, Zack Snyder gave him a pizza and a pint of ice cream. Aww. <laughs> Then he went from super bod to dad bod. Well, yeah. I mean, he's still looking good. <laughs> oh, is he now? Yes, he's very handsome. He's a handsome fellow. <laughs> but that mustache you had in uh, Justice League was terrible. He's, I, I, <laughs> I guess they shot it off. He has the kind of handsome that I'm very attracted to. The very traditional, rugged, handsome man. That is what I'm most But I'm attracted. so pretty. Yes. <laughs> Prettier than Jared Leto in my so-called life. Jordan Catalano. Very specific. <laughs> He's also like 12 in there. I know. 
I look oh. just like that. If your case friends, you in case you're wondering what I look like, Walter, <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> also, in this is Amy Adams from The Arrival, Big Eyes, American Hustle, Catch Me If You Can. She's so terrible. Michael yeah. Shannon. I just watched Catch Me If You Can yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's mm, not good in no. it. I feel like we've talked about her but a lot. I don't yeah. think that's really her fault. It's her character. We talk about her every once in a while. Choice. American Hustle's come up a couple of times. American Hustle is a great movie. She's conversation. great. In that. I love that movie. I hate that movie. Oh, she's so I good. Have to, I have to watch it again. I, I watched say, it once and I was like, this sucks. But I'll tell you I may what, have to watch it again. My favorite line is, you don't put metal in the science oven. Yeah. I also like the Hawkeye beat the fuck out of Batman. <laughs> Michael Shannon's in this from Bullet Train, Knives Out, Shape of Water, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. I was just talking about that the other day. Diane Lane, welcome back to the podcast. From Streets of Fire. Must Love Dogs. Streets of Fire. Under Tuscan Sun. Streets of Fire. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And Streets of Fire. <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe, welcome back to the podcast from The Mummy. We don't talk about that. If it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't been on since. Nice Guys, Winter's yeah. Tale, and Gladiator, I guess. I watched yeah, that the other day, too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, you did. Great fucking movie. And they're making a sequel that's currently on hold because of the strike. And it doesn't need to be made. I don't think... Well, they're not bringing him back. It, it doesn't matter. You cannot, you cannot make a sequel to Gladiator that is about the Emperor and call it Gladiator 2. Right. That's not... <laughs> they're making a completely different movie about Lucius. They shouldn't even claim that it is a sequel to this movie. That should be one of those, oh my God, this is a sequel. Yes, it should be a secret sequel. Like The Color of Money. Not The Color of Money. The um, More Money, More Problems? No. The Color Purple? Color Purple. No, no, I don't know the, what you're talking about. The Tom Cruise movie with uh, Paul... The Sting? No, The Sting was the original. Color of Money. Yeah, Color of Money. That's yeah, right the first time. Yeah, like you didn't know that was a sequel until that happened no. to the movie. Like, wait a minute. That's no. Fast Eddie. Yeah. Or how about The Fugitive and... Um, U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. Right. See, that's People how they don't realize that those movies are related until you watch them. Or The Thing. There's The Thing, and then you watch it, and you're like, is this a remake? And then you find out it's a prequel. Like, aha... I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I missed anything. Well, the original thing you are is awesome, but the, the remake is, is like it's just the same or, thing or over again. Yeah. It's the same thing as the thing. Yeah. The remake the of the thing, thing is also the thing. It's that. Imagine thing. that. Well, that thing. Also in this is Kevin Costner. Never heard, yep. heard of him. <laughs> He's welcome back to the podcast from Tin Cup. From Tin Cup, bodyguard. My, was it the last bodyguard? Or no, just bodyguard. The, bar- no, the bodyguard. Just the bodyguard. JFK. Robin. We didn't do Robin Hood, did we? No. No, Robin we didn't do bodyguard or. <laughs> we haven't had any of them. His but movies the, don't actually qualify. Well, the bodyguard. Or they're super and, long. Right, like the postman. We never do that shit. I really <laughs> thought about picking Dance with Wolves for my birthday, but it's like three hours long. You and guys, it doesn't yeah, qualify. Could you Robin? Oh, yeah, for your birthday. For my birthday. Yeah. But yeah, The Untouchables, great movie. Never qualifying. He is fantastic. And I'm not man. picking it for my birthday. Why am I? I mean, I almost picked The Guardian for Carla's birthday, but then I picked Mona Lisa's Smile, which everybody hated, so I guess I should have picked I The Guardian. It. I know. <laughs> and it was my birthday. I know. <laughs> and Kirsten Dunst. And last Kirsten rounding out the cast is Lawrence Fishburne from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Ant Man 2. Ant Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> the Matrix mm-hmm. and John Wick's. And he was on the Hannibal series. He was really good on that. And he was in PB's Playhouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this film was released on the 71st, 75th anniversary. anniversary of Superman. Dun, dun, dun. Gal Gadot was cast as Fiora, but she got preggers. 
So mm. that worked out for her because then she became Wonder Woman. Because yeah. if she was in this, she couldn't have been Wonder Woman. I do like that actress that played Fiora, though. Yeah, she yeah why isn't she? She's a German actress? Yeah. I wonder if she's huge in Germany. I don't know. Check out her IMDb. They asked mm-hmm. Russell Crowe what he thought of Henry Cavill, and he's like, I hate that son of a bitch. Wow. He's just kidding, though. He said, every time I work with him, because when I'm sitting there working with him, I just keep staring at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Jesus Christ. Like, I didn't think that was possible. How is this real? <laughs> he walks over and starts poking him. Are you CGI? <laughs> but apparently, uh, for whatever reason, Russell Crowe was a big deal to Henry Cavill, which was kind of cool that he came back as his father in the movie because they did a movie like in the very beginning when Henry Cavill's like second or first movie and he was thinking about getting out of acting because he just didn't know that he was going to go anywhere. And Russell Crowe was like, you're really good, dude. You should stay. And he like, was really nice to him. And apparently that got him like, to stay in acting. Got so his like, autograph and everything. When you yeah. talked about Kevin Costner, did you talk about Waterworld? No, awesome. I forgot Another about Waterworld. <laughs> Our first episode, I think. Yes, it was. <laughs> wow. And our way back machine. <clears throat> 300 and... Go check it out. Episode, episode one. Yeah. Probably not very good. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes that episode or the movie? Because that episode. Waterworld is great. No, the episode is probably not very good. Our discussion of Dennis Hopper's character choices is <laughs> out of order. Hell, episode 300 wasn't very good either. Which was that? I don't remember. He no. doesn't know. He's just saying it. I think number. it was Big Trouble in Little China, though. <laughs> no, that was like 300? No, that was like Oh, was it? I did that early. Oh. Episode 300? Didn't we do Armageddon? Didn't we? Maybe. I, I thought remember. that was 200. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, this film opens on Krypton. Kara L gives birth to Kal-El, the first natural birth in recent Kryptonian history, centuries. <laughs> Jarell holds his son. We cut to later on. 300 was legal weapon. Great. Oh, wow. Which just fucking happened. <laughs> what episode are we on now? Uh, 23. Oh, okay. 24 or something like that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we later cut to a meeting between Jarrell and Krypton's High Council. Jarrell believes that the geothermal tra- 250 tapping... 250 was Terminator 2. Can you not do that right now? <laughs> no, I have to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the council, after a series of really bad decisions, is like, nah, fuck it. We're just going to die. We're going to keep tapping. 200 was Armageddon. No. This doesn't make any sense. What doesn't? This council. That politicians are so fucking stupid they destroy humanity. This is the problem with giving origin stories. Well, historically, this is what happens to great societies. People in charge make really bad decisions, and it goes away. This, okay, this is the problem with origin stories. Okay. Is that it doesn't, it doesn't make enough sense to us. It does. Why not? Like... They've plundered their natural resources to the point but where the still, planet is going to explode and they have to get rid of it. But they're still technologically advanced enough that they can evacuate this planet. At no, And they act like that's never an option. And we even see Lara at the destruction of the planet. But they're not... They weren't like... Well, super, they don't believe them. Yes, but at the same time, they should still have been able to evacuate people. They shouldn't have all died. They, they, still sh- they still should have been able to evacuate people into space. The only survivors should not have been Zod's crew that had been trapped in the spa- Phantom Zone. It doesn't... It, no. Can I finish my statement? Because no, all we know is that they all died except for Cal and General Zod and his crew. We've seen no other people. There's no indication that Kara made it or anybody else made it in this universe right here. So, but 
and when we get their history, you know, a hundred thousand years ago, they explored the stars, and then they, you know, they had ab- outposts that they abandoned, and they mm-hmm. abandoned them and came back and were very insecular, which I completely buy. But generally, if a society goes outward and then collapsed back inward, you would expect them to have become more primitive or lost that technological aspect. But they didn't, so there's no reason why they wouldn't evacuate. I don't the think they rich, had time. Like, they didn't believe him because he said the core is going to explode but in they weeks. Had, and they were like, nah, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> but they had spaceships. They had that phantom zone thing. Some people could have... There Some had, people did. You just don't see it because that's not what you're looking at. But that's not the information that they give us. It doesn't make any sense. It the does. council shouldn't have ever shouldn't have been there. They should have already have evacuated. Those are dumbass politicians safety. who got in power because they bought There's their way There's no way. If somebody told... President Biden, that our world was going to explode in two months, and even if he didn't believe him, which he wouldn't, because that man is stupid (laughs) um, and senile, um, they still would have evacuated him. Because all the cocaine that he keeps losing. They still would have evacuated him just in case. There's no way they There would have been other corroborating <laughs> evidence that said maybe we should have. Are you kidding me? If there's a world ending situation going on and Biden's in but, charge, we're all fucked. I know, but that's. To be not fair, the though, most politicians, we're all fucked. Yeah. But that's. <laughs> But the information that we're given makes no sense with a society so technologically advanced that they can encode the entire DNA history of their race into a baby. I think they didn't believe them, and they didn't have time to escape. Our our words, our understanding that no one escaped Krypton is from Jarrell's ghost or AI. So he doesn't know. Yeah, like nobody knows that some people survived Krypton, and we find out in the comics that others did. Because but everyone died except, you know. So we don't find it till Superman starts going back. But there's no... They don't tell us that in this movie. Yeah. In you don't this need universe. it in this movie. We don't... But that's the problem with it. It's stupid and it makes no sense because there should have been other survivors. And if General Zod's whole purpose is to safeguard his people and went looking for other signals and the only signal of his people that he could find was that distress call from Earth that... Cal accidentally set off when he was in that spaceship from 18,000 um, years ago. Um, he would have, there would have been other well, signatures. He, he, he would have found, found others, though. Begging your party, sir. No, it's a big ass sky. They found nothing. All they found were dead and they yeah. salvaged technology. No, yeah, they found other, they found other places that, that were, but if, were made, but they'd all But died. you're not willing to accept any of this. You've made up your mind, so let's move that's, on. That's, that's, okay, fine. Never mind. All right, so uh, the meeting is cut, interrupted by General Zod and his team. They shoot their way in, and he starts a coup. His right hand is uh, Feora. Mm -hmm. Feora. Feora. Um, Who's not from Superman 2. Different character. He's come to this basically the same conclusion that Jor-El did, that the council's grown too rigid and stiff and has lost the ability to react to obvious problems. He asks Jarrell to join him. Jarrell, while disagreeing with the council, does not want to murder them. Azad has no such problem with that and shoots one of them in the face. Uh, some of Zod's crew take Jarrell away, but he escapes, goes back, to, goes back to his lab. On the way, he stops to grab the Codex, the genetic history of the Kryptonians. Which looks like a, a primate skull. Yeah, it's a skull with weird writing carved on it. From this skull, the Kryptonian people are created with specific purposes. Basically a caste system. 
But Jarrell steals it and grafts it into his son's cells. He and Laura say um, goodbye and send him to Earth. Kara says that he'll be an outcast and they'll kill him. Earthlings are barbaric. Jarrell says, how? <laughs> Just they'll try. <laughs> he'll be a god to them. Zod attacks. He and he, uh, Jarrell and Zod fight. Zod kills Jarrell. Um, Laura sends Kalal off into space. The rebellion is squashed, and Zod and his people are put into space wieners and shot into the Phantom <laughs> Zone. Zod they promises. Do. Why do all the spaceships in this universe look like dicks? They, I thought they looked like um, mummy tunes. Nope, they're dicks. Like what? Mummy tunes. Oh, mummy tunes. Like, um, what are they called? The sarcophagus? Like sarcophagus? Yes, they look like sarcophagi. Um, no, they're dicks. <laughs> sarcophagi. I know, that's as soon as I said it. <laughs> they're penises. So, uh, Zod says, two balls. no matter where Kara's son went, he'll find him. Afterward, Krypton explodes. We watch the baby, baby cow's ship rocket to our familiar blue and green planet. And then we fast forward. Cal's working in a deep sea fishing boat, deadliest catch style. They keep calling him greenhorns, like mm. yeah. While he's working, a man saves his life from a falling cage. See, now this guy's able to tackle him, but later on that guy pushes him in the bar and he doesn't move. Yeah. So you he I had think to he can uh, allow it. He had to allow them that guy to tackle him. Yeah. I think he had to allow he had to focus on not allowing that guy to push him. I don't think you got to focus on I think it's the other way around. I think you had to focus on not punching that guy into the sun, too, so. <laughs> but. What happened? Well, Cal hit him. What happened? Then what? Well, there's a pink mist. <laughs> yeah. The captain announces that there's a uh, distress call and a nearby oil rig has caught fire and they need to go rescue whoever they can before it explodes. See, that's bad because those guys are fucked because you can't leave there. But the good news is that the fire isn't going very far. On the way, the Coast Guard says to actually just stay away. They have a helicopter, and they're going to try and save as many as they can. We see the men are all locked in. And they say, what about the people that are stuck inside? Well, they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. We see the men are all locked themselves into one of the rooms. Kal-El shows up, tears the door off. He he doesn't open the door. He rips it (laughs) off the hinges while he's on fire (laughs) in all of his manliness and his manchesticles just standing there looking all ripply and sweaty. (laughs) And look, you can see the sweat off the crack of his ass. And you're like, what's on fire? (laughs) He looks like a demon. His clothes. (laughs) Nobody, he's shirtless by the time he gets there. So what's on fire? His his clothes were on fire and that's why he was, he's all disheveled. Going in the water would have disheveled him. The fire disheveled him. No, I know, but like, <laughs> it's just cool. It was he's so just standing hot there that, on fire, and you're like, oh, okay, and he's not even reacting to it. He's like, come on, let's go. It was so hot in there that it dried his clothes and then burnt them off of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just walking around like, yep. Uh, while the while the people are disembarking on the uh, helicopter, the largest fire buckles and begins to lean forward. And fall towards the men being rescued. And I love this scene because Superman goes to stop it and can't. So yeah. there's limits to his strength. It's like, oh, good. Yeah. Finally, something he can't do. Well, he hasn't pushed his limits yet. Yeah. Because in Superman movies, whatever he needs to do, yeah, he does that. And in this movie. I think they get there with this one, but he's not there yet. He's, he's more the, like super late teen. <laughs> hasn't come into his power fully yet. Hasn't he's super learned young adult. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where it's like. It always makes me think about, um, God damn it, what was the name of that comic? Damn it, I can't remember it now. But anyway, there Barbie? was a, No. 
There was a comic, it was kind of a Justice League thing. I forget who it was. It was a one-time short, but it was cool. A comic comes by, and everybody, every woman that's pregnant in the city or whatever has a baby with superpowers. And the government finds out they get them all or whatever, and they build these teams and stuff. And uh, every person they found has a superpower except this one girl, and they don't know why. And she's like, I don't know. They've done, they poked me, prodded me. I don't have any superpowers. You're like, okay. And at the end, like, you know, some shoot, some fly, whatever. They got all the usual powers. And at the very end, they're walking home, and, and this car hits this cat and kills it. And, she, and they're like, oh, God, that's so terrible. And she goes, yeah, it's so sad. And she pets it and then walks away, and the cat gets up and leaves. Because why the hell would you think you could bring animals back from the dead? You know, it's not something you try. <laughs> so I think about with, with, with Cal, it's like, yeah, you can't lift the tank because why would you think you could lift the tank? You know, <laughs> he might lift like heavy shit and go, okay, but I'm not going to let this thing crush me because I think I might be able to lift it well, until later when he gets the pep talk or whatever. Right. Either way, the rig blows up, launches Cal into the ocean. But he doesn't have to breathe. Cal's That's mind, how he travels through spaces. He doesn't have to breathe. He just holds his breath. He goes, <gasps> I don't think he has to hold his breath. He just doesn't have to breathe. Which again, doesn't make any sense. Um, he's powered by the sun. Yeah, but... He's solar powered. It doesn't make any sense. He's an alien, dear. I know. That's why he's never having a baby with Lois Lane. If it goes outside, you might kick right through the stomach. one Superman movie. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would work is a kryptonite condom, but that would kill him. Well, Cal's mind drifts to when he was in grammar school. His hypersenses and x-ray vision are terrifying him. Wouldn't that terrify the fuck out of you? It's pretty (laughs) scary in the movie. He runs and hides in a closet until his mother, Martha, shows up and tries to calm him by telling him to concentrate and block all out. All the senses out slowly. Let him filter in. Diane Lane's acting in this movie is really annoying. I like her. I love her. I think she's a great actress. She peaked in... uh, Streets of Fire. But she's... Whoa. I don't know. The way her character... Like, the way her character talks in this is very annoying. I did not like her in this. But I I don't know what it was exactly about it. something. I don't know either. But it just, like, the choice... The character choices are something. It's very annoying. It's real weird. See, I think she's... Because she's playing older than she is, right? I think so. So I think yeah. she's trying to be a little older, like a little gaudier and have a little bit of a crack in her voice. And it's just She's like, trying to be older later in the movie. Like, just, like at this point, she's playing her age. Okay. It just doesn't... I don't know, just well, she little. was born in 65. Really? Yeah. She's 10 years older than me. So she's 30. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tony just say he's 20 years she's old? She's only 10 years younger than Costner. He was born in 55. I don't want 20-year-old Tony. Hmm. I don't think I would like him that I've much. Heard, <laughs> I've heard so many stories about 20-year-old Tony and Frosted Tips. Um, <laughs> you had Frosted Tips too, my fuck. <laughs> I never frosted my tips. I don't I mean, hair. No. Henry Cavill is three years younger than John and I, so... Mm. So, Cal uh, washes up on shore, steals some clothes off a line. I like how he's, he's in the rain, and he's touching clothes to see if they're wet. Yeah. So, Superman's not bright. <laughs> he also finds clothes that fit him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He found Most a full that outfit. Physique. That's amazing. <laughs> he, found, he found a full outfit in the first car he checked that just happened. You got a whole full set of clothes and boots in the back of your car? No. Anybody? No. Might have a shirt. I do. This is amazing. Typically at work, I have a shelf that has a complete change of clothes, including shoes. But that doesn't live in my car because, and maybe this is just a climate thing, 
Anytime I leave shoes in my car for more than a month, they end up falling apart because it's too fucking hot. Because <laughs> they melt. <laughs> well, he's running around and he sees a school bus drive by and he's thrown back into another memory of a school bus that he was riding in when he was younger. Gets into an accident, accident careens off a bridge, and as a child, he drags it back on the shore. Because no one thought to go out the big giant hole called the yeah, door. Yeah, really weird. Because the <laughs> I mean, bus driver I mean, opens... kids. You know. But the bus driver opens the main door as they go off the side of the bridge. That's why all the water rushes in so fast. Which is good. Yeah. Because once it levels, you can get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Later, a child's mother goes to the Kents. And, she uh, saves the bus and then he saves one kid. The, they're like, well, we saw your son him. push it out of the water. Yeah. And Explains the cow, push the bus and out. And Paul Kent's like, nah. She's like, this isn't the first time this has happened. This is this, some kind of divine... This is providence. Yeah, divine... He's like, no, it ain't. I'm gonna go put my coffee away and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yep. So, John, Jonathan Kent goes outside and explains to Cal, who's now Clark, that he has to be very careful about people seeing what he can do. Even he's, if, sadly, some people have to be hurt or even killed. He's like, why? Clark so is like, you know what this. you could have done is maybe helped usher kids through the door. <laughs> Instead of pushing the whole bus onto the shore, this you could have made like, a chain of kids helping kids get out. He's <laughs> like, I didn't weird. think of it. I thought it'd be easier for me to push the whole bus. I can't give some real conflicting life advice <laughs> he to does. Clark over the years. He does. Because he tells him He's that like, you gotta be great, but not too great. <laughs> he tells him, you know, you have to choose whether you're going to be a good man or a bad man or what you're going to do with these powers. And once or you reveal man. yourself, you could be, you know... Well, there's a certain amount but, of... But yet you should maybe let all these kids die to protect <laughs> your secret. Like, and like the tornado thing later. Wow, that's like, really bad advice. He's, I'll go, there's no, no, no way you're a super, Clark you stay here. should I'll not go. have gotten, gone after the dog. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just... When your dad's like, no, I'll get him. Really, dad? And when your dad is One like... One is Kryptonian. <laughs> like, there's no... And like... When his dad's standing there and tells him not to come after him. Yeah, you, take, like, you disobey dad. You disobey like, him. Fuck off, you don't, dad. Like, there's some real weird conflicting advice here. No, you can be mad at me and alive. How about that? Which, it's just... I can see that... I can see at first, at least. I mean, there's no... There's no big, deep thing with Jonathan Kent. He's just some farmer. You know, yeah, he's he, just we, a, we, we always play him up because he's Superman's dad. He's some great thinker or something. He doesn't have to be. He's just some I think farmer. they should have let him live. But, yeah, I think they should. Too. No, he has to die. He but, doesn't have to die. I think it would have been more, a more interesting look, movie. Look, it's a comic if, book thing. Everybody's parents are dead. I think it would have been more interesting if they were both alive. I just think that, uh, I mean, he, Superman's had four parents and three of them are dead. He's worried. <laughs> he doesn't do well with parents. No. I think he's, he's just worried that the government will come and take Yes, ruin their life. Well, he also doesn't know and how. If he, I think Jonathan Kent believes that the government will kill Superman. Of course, yeah. and he doesn't he, know if they good can. Reason to, because yes. they would one hundred percent try to kill yeah. him. It's just but he funny doesn't know that, if they're able to kill him because they don't know. This is there's no manual for Superman. But it's also a certain amount of just because you're Superman, because it's obviously a superhero movie, so we we automatically are on board with it. You don't have to save people. Like those kids were going. If those kids died in that school bus thing, they were going to. Clark didn't cause that crash. They were no. going into that river. So but maybe they were destined to die. I don't know if you ever yeah. heard this, but with great power comes I know, I know. And that's fine. Even let me get it out. No, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, I've read so much stuff, especially, oh, my God, and which ooh, I forgot to do the reviews. But in the one-star reviews, 99% of them are, like, wild accusations about the movie that are kind of stupid. 
Like, this is a plot hole. I was like, no, you just didn't understand it. And, and that was one of the things, they're like, this is so stupid that he thinks people should just be able to die. It's like, well, it's not his job to save everybody because while Superman's catching a helicopter, ten other people are burning to death. He can't be everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so, during that fight with Zod, hundreds of thousands of people yeah. are going. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> but it's like, like you know, I mean, that's why Batman hates yeah. it. Like it's funny so many people are like going crazy about how, oh, he can't say I stuff like that. Well, he can. Well, you got to be careful about your super baby, though. We learned that in the Brightburn episode. <laughs> I really want a sequel to that to come out. It'd be interesting. Like, what, all right, now he's a full-fledged adult, Superman. And you hint about evil Aquaman and evil Wonder Woman at the end. So. Like, what do you do? Fuck. All right, Whatever well, he, he says. Well, he's God now, so... Yeah. And he killed his parents, so he don't care about us. Yeah. So, blah, 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 blah. The government will come and take some... Oh, someday and take him away for sure. The implications of Clark being super powerful alien could rock the Earth society apart. It has to be handled just right. People will be terrified. John shows Clark his escape pod, gives Clark his thumb drive, and explains that Clark has a huge destiny that will have to be fulfilled, but it's up to him. Clark says he doesn't want any of this. He just wants to be a normal kid. John hugs him and says, you are my son. We flash to present day. Clark is, is a busboy <laughs> um, at a diner, and a regular patron is getting handsy with one of the waitresses. Clark steps in, and the guy humiliates him. He's like, hey, um, don't do that, or else, or else what? I'll have to ask you to leave. So he pours a fucking beer on him. Splashes in his face, too. And he's like, oh, there you are. Yeah. All right, this guy's just asking for an ass whooping. Yeah. And the the management at the restaurant doesn't do anything. No. Just... And the girl's like, it's not worth it, sweetie. I'm like, is that his girlfriend? No. Because you never no. see her again, so no. she's just some random girl. Well, she's just a waitress that he works with. So he was just being an upstanding... Good yes. dude. Yep. Yes. So she tells you, no, yeah, hang that guy upside down by his Achilles heel. <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't do anything Think to the guy. Think of his Achilles tendon you cut that thing. Jeez. Damn. That, he doesn't yeah. do anything. <laughs> He'll learn. I think you're thinking of Brightburn again. <laughs> <laughs> so but you, I'm telling you, that shit works. You cut the or, Achilles tendon, you can't walk stop. anymore. Or you just what? wait and you go out in the parking lot and you ram telephone poles through his truck, which he does, which I think is worse than anything Superman would have done to him. And got <laughs> yeah. Because like, he comes outside that's like, like a 10 grand, what is it, like a 100 grand fucking truck that he yeah. rammed telephone well, poles through. Good luck. You're like, I think that that was... First of all, explain that to the insurance yeah. company. The guy... You did what? <laughs> so the guy's truck, he was he's a, he was Driver. hauling logs. Yeah. So he... Oh, is that what it was? Yes, yeah, he okay. was hauling logs. I thought they were telephone poles. Which, Which they might have been, tel- but well, they were hopefully locked. not, because that would knock out telephone service to everybody oh, in there. Yeah. But he turned the truck into <laughs> some just kind of... Just use the man's logs against him. <laughs> you ever see uh, pickup sticks? Look a lot like that. But <laughs> it's really weird, because you can tell that he is used to restraining himself against bullies, and mm-hmm. because he knows he's stronger, he knows... But then he goes and vents his anger in a way that is inhuman. <laughs> Which makes... No, I think it's completely human. Most of us can't do that. Yeah. That's in a way that is truck. inhuman, <laughs> Do it in fucking which is weird. Yeah. Like, like he wanted him to know, because he could have just took his truck away, and then he'd be like, "Where's my truck?" No, he fucked that truck up to give him a message. Yeah, but don't be a dick. Yeah. So, Clark, on, while this is going on, too, Clark hears some the TV's going, and Clark hears some possible alien shit is going on up in Canada. So, he somehow gets. There were two. There were two Canadian uh, military men in the bar, and they were talking about what's happening mm-hmm. up north. 
and that even the United States government has gotten involved mm -hmm. because it's on Canadian soil. So, and somehow he gets in, in, this, in, in their crew of people going up there, and Lois Lane is headed up to, to the command center too. She meets Colonel Nathan Hardy no. <laughs> and Dr. Emil Hamilton and asks and, to see what they found. And so, first of all, she comes in, and I don't know about you, but I immediately don't like her because the first thing you hear is she hands her bag to Clark Kent like he's matter of fact. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker don't matter. And, oh, I get Rogers block if I'm not wearing a flak jacket. All right, you're an, an action reporter, whatever they call him, investigative reporter. All right, cool. And then you're early. Well, now you're an inconvenience. She's coming off like quite the bitch. So what how do they, how they counter that? Yeah, go pee in the bitch. bucket. <laughs> exactly. She comes off grandiose and kind of an asshole. They tell her they found something large buried in the ice that's over 20,000 years old. Is it Clark's? Afterwards, the colonel shows her... It's not Clark's dick. I didn't say that. <laughs> that's what she's looking for. Afterwards, the, super the colonel sperm. shows her, her where she's sleeping, and it's clear that she's not welcome. No, There's because a she's... in a bucket. Mm -hmm. She's what do I have to tinkle? There's a bucket in the corner. Well, she made that... They didn't want her up there, but it sounds like she... The American military tried to keep her out, but because they're on Canadian soil, she appealed to the Canadian government, and they made it so that she was able to come. Right, mm -hmm. and this and does not look like the kind of area that's really safe and easygoing. It's probably very dangerous, and now they have to take care of this reporter who has no training for this kind of thing. So now they that's have to go fine. and do all these things for her. I just think it's really funny because... They make a they make a point to mention it's on Canadian soil. All they would have to do is put it in Alaska, and it would make more sense. Still, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't want to go there and start fucking around. Well, yeah, but you're not. I'm not Lois Lane, who in all of the Superman movies and shows and everything is a habitual bad decision maker. She should have been dead. She must have beer flavored nipples or something she because does there's only go back out at night. Without her face covered in temperatures that get yeah. as low as forty yeah. so below, that would, I said her face burnt off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that camera stuck to her. I don't know. <laughs> like she did. <laughs> Do we want to talk about her supervision? <laughs> yeah. So she goes outside, takes she's a like, picture, and sees Clark walking yeah. in the snow. Yeah. I mean, of course, she the camera can capture that, but there's no way her like, eyes. That shit was amazing. <laughs> Well, the, what the was camera, she looking for, a Yeti? Well, the camera does this, this thing with Superman where he'll look at something and then it zooms in because he has supervision. And a couple of times she does it and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you have a camera sometimes, but not always. Well, Clark melts a cave entrance in, or into the ice, kind of like in uh, Alien yeah, vs. Predator. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the tunnel came open in a day. Yeah. How'd they do that? I don't know. <laughs> and Lois follows But much him. like in that movie, guess where I wouldn't be going? Down the fucking <laughs> hole. I'd be thinking, I've seen Alien vs. Predator. This isn't going to go well. <laughs> nope, this is not man-made, and this just appeared. I'm not going down here. Still Especially not without a scarf. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, Tony, you see down there? How slippery is that? She should have been falling all I'll over the place. It. That was... That was the most unbelievable part of this movie for me was her walking around this place at night and being okay. And where's all the steam? <laughs> Clark should be wet because of all the steam from melting all that ice with his eyes. He might be. You don't know. He may dry. He's an alien. His shirt isn't an alien technology. You don't know. He got that at a Target. He might have got, <laughs> got it off the line on the way there. We don't know. <laughs> he just takes clothes, apparently. 
script on their like rings with their object wear. on it. This is our shirt. <laughs> he also said, come and take it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, you need Bruce Wayne and a whole gaggle of gadgets to even hurt him. Yeah. Well, Lois follows him all the way <laughs> down to the bottom, and there's a huge Kryptonian ship. Inside is a spot. It's like finding Moles' DVD collection. <laughs> Inside is a spot for his thumb drive. And he puts it in, and then a robot attacks him. He sees it. Uh, like, first of all, how strong is this robot that it hits him and it hurts him? Yeah. Well, and then it's it grabs Kryptonian him and it pulls him away. Yeah. If it's a Kryptonian security robot, it should be able to injure Kryptonians. But he gets his strength from the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, so does the robot get his strength from Earth's atmosphere? But it should still be able to injure him. <laughs> I don't know. I like the power cells that last 20,000 years, though. Those are pretty good. I mean, you think got some Dura cells in there. Yeah. I have a real problem with um, the well, way, we do however, have a light bulb Superman's been... powers work, by the way. Oh, they're stupid. <laughs> well, they're stupid, and in this, they, they kind of bullshit around it a little bit because they didn't want kryptonite in it. Well, that's fine. And I get he's 33 in the movie. They say that. So he's had 33 years to absorb this radiation, which makes him super powered. Yeah. I get that. But the fact that the Kryptonians are so much more superpowered than the humans is ridiculous. The <laughs> fact that the Kryptonians Okay, so you're more stronger than a human, but you have but even you've been here three days and you've absorbed three days worth of radiation. That's a lot. There's no way you are anywhere close to as strong as Superman. Yeah, they should have they should have done it ridiculous. They should have done it more in increments. They tried to do it a bit with Zod at the yes. end. But, but it doesn't really, he was like Fiora is fucking. I don't know if she was in tanning beds on the way there or something, but she was down <laughs> to fuck up anybody like, in this movie. And like, there's no um, way that when he goes on the ship, his power should have just vanished because they put him in Kryptonian yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, it's embedded in his cells. Yeah, that's it, doesn't make any sense. It was just because they didn't want to bring Kryptonite out. I mean, they should have showed uh, more that the technology was helping the Kryptonians more. So they, that it would be technology versus his they just had inner red, strength. They could have just had red sunlight yeah. emitters inside the ship. They do that in plenty of the comics. If he has red gold sunlight, maybe. Just, or gold. Well, gold takes away forever. That's yes. <laughs> it's not but, very like, <laughs> The end. For real. But <laughs> Now he's just Clark. <laughs> yes. Like, it just doesn't... It's slower than a speeding bullet. Boom. <laughs> Some of it just doesn't... Gold kryptonite. Shit. <laughs> like, if you accept one premise, then you... Sh like, they keep contradicting themselves yeah. with information. If they had just stuck with one thing, this is the thing, and then kind of... Like, they didn't need to contradict themselves over and over. I still... You know. It's <sighs> so the robot attacks Clark, or attacks Kello, whatever. hurts him. Uh, but Clark sees that the the thumb drive isn't pushed in all the way and then he, once he pushes it in the robot stops for a moment and he sees someone walk around behind him and it, he, he follows Maximus it he follows it around and uh, it's Dr. Jekyll no <laughs> no that's Mr. Hyde is he one of the nice guys? <laughs> yeah um, as he walks through he sees uh, like cryo chamber tubes and inside of them are dead people mummies Lois gets inside and a robot attacks her, but Clark catches it and crushes it. Wow. So why is he able to... Well, I guess he didn't touch the Russell Crowe was in two movies with mummies. Yeah. <laughs> they were mummified. He may have been in another one. We don't know. Don't He's worry been in that. a lot of movies. They were mummified. <laughs> um, so he crushes it, but then he go, uh, it did attack Lois, and so he checks her, and she has a... Uh, we don't see it, but they allude she that she has a pretty bleeding. bad gash going on. 
And so he's like, look, uh, I'm going to cauterize this wound. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. He can't. His timer has gone off. Yeah. <laughs> Lois screams. And and he's like, all right, good luck walking back with this wound in this really, really cold. I rip he, your no, shirt he open. leaves her laying on some glacier somewhere. There's a lot of leaving, in because in, in, I watched them all today. There's a lot of leaving Lois places in these movies, like where you could just take her somewhere. Like, there's like, uh, Lex Luthor's doing this to you. Here, let me put you on the ground and I'm going back. Well, you could just fly me like three blocks. My house is right there. <laughs> It'll take you 20 seconds. But no, it's cool. I'll walk. <laughs> I'm sure nothing will happen to me. I'm only Lois Lane. Magnet of trouble. <laughs> so the ship takes off. Lois writes a story explaining that all of this stuff happened and this person saved her was an alien. She reads this to Perry White and her, her, her boss at the Daily Planet. And he says, nope. <laughs> because he has a brain is like no one's gonna believe this it sounds like shit she says but there's tons of corroborating witnesses and she has a Pulitzer Prize uh, credit he says it doesn't matter he yeah but the she Pentagon. won the Pulitzer Prize for why the world doesn't need Superman well so how did that make sense he says the uh, Pentagon denied it and she goes well that's what the Pentagon does and he She's says look it's, it's just too fantastical Lois it's is also pissed. in Canada <laughs> yeah Lois is pissed but meets <clears throat> with a less reputable reporter and gives it to him and he publishes everything so he don't give a shit we see clark has landed with the ship and at the north pole or wherever uh, the ai version of jor-el explains that blank explains cal's origins to him we get a little breakdown that everybody already knows apparently krypton had once had a space explorers that spread out across the stars and that's where the ship came from we learn about how rigid Krypton had become, artificial births, caste systems, blah, 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 blah. That sounds like a real shitty place to live. Yeah. and Cal wanted to That's change that all this. That's begging to die. Yeah, so they had Cal. Cal says, well, then I'm alone. And Jarell says, no, you're a child of Earth as much as Krypton, <clears throat> and you can be both. Can you? You can show Earth how to be good and be an example for them to what follow. What the fuck does he know about it? <laughs> They're giving this guy an awful lot of credit for someone who's got no life experience <laughs> and Show the impression I be. got in the beginning was that Jor-El didn't even really know where they were sending him he asked his wife did yeah. you find a place to send him and she's like yeah but it's not like he extensively researched and chose Earth <laughs> well, in, the, in, the com- in, in one of the comics Jor-El comes to Earth and checks it out and is like okay this place is alright and he meets in, Thomas in, Wayne and he's like look I want you to raise my son I'm going to be sending him here. I'm an alien. I'm glad you're sitting. And he's like, well, I mean, I'm just a doctor. And he goes, I'll give you some Krypton tech, and you can sell it, and you'll make some money. And it was like this whole thing. I don't know if it's still canon anymore, but it was kind of cool. And then he sends, he sends then the Thomas ship. And then Thomas Wayne dies. And then Thomas Wayne dies, and so he doesn't ever get to tell anybody. And then the ship comes, and it hits something and fucks up and crashes in Kansas, and it fucks everything up. But it still kind of works out. Mm-hmm. So it was, kind of, it was a cool story. I don't know if it's canon anymore, but it was fun. Interesting. I never heard that before. That's not no, been in any of the origin movies that I've seen. It's just a comic. It was, it was a comic. I don't know what movie it's from, but there's some movie where somebody very jovially yells, We're brothers! And that's all I can think of. It's Highlander. Highlander oh, yes, thank you. Because <laughs> they're all immortal. They're princes of the couldn't, universe. I couldn't, I couldn't think of what and it was. And we watched the Rhapsody last night. Oh, yeah? Is any good? I've never oh, seen great it. movie. Really? Yeah. It's real good. What is it on? Uh, what did we watch that on? I don't know. No. You were watching I it. it up. Might have been either I was downstairs Amazon reading my book. Prime or Max. Okay. 
I was reading a book. I came upstairs. It was already almost over. And then I stayed awake to watch I mean, the If you rest. don't like Queen music, you don't want to watch that movie. But oh. if you do, then you're in. <laughs> well, Jarrell gives Cal his suit and says he wasn't sure how powerful Cal would become. So it's going to be up to Cal to figure all that out. And the only way he can do that is by constantly testing and pushing his limits. Cal goes out into the snowy mountains. He's like, I wonder if I fly really fast backwards around the earth if I can change time. <clears throat> and I don't he jumps think that's quite there works. yet. <laughs> <laughs> it works for the Flash. That, see? That's how he does it. He, he runs so fast, he breaks space time. Okay. That's exactly what he does. You call up the speed force. Okay. But he doesn't, like, cause the earth to turn backwards. Well... <laughs> <laughs> There's more than one There's way to travel through time. That, a lot of people think that for some reason. That's not how that works. Actually, if that's you how stop, any of that works. If you stop the Earth and have it going backwards, first of all, we're all dead. Yeah. Because you ever been in a car that stops suddenly? Mm. And multiply that infinitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. I think I just figured out why I don't like comic books. <laughs> <laughs> well, each jump he does gets him higher and higher until the last one shoots him way up into almost space well because that's how they explain his flying yeah. he's not flying he's jumping yeah. really far but then he so falls. Yeah, then how does he stop and levitate <laughs> yeah well, don't ask too many questions and he falls hard I want to know how Wonder Woman can fucking fly she's not an alien because <laughs> she can lasso lightning she's a god <laughs> she did that remember nope you saw it no, that's how Thor flies. No, she lasted lightning in Wonder Woman 2. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I only ever watched it the one time. Uh, I actually kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> I'm sure I it's watch... on Max or whatever. I know, I should watch it again. It might be worth doing that for the podcast. Mm. It'd probably be a funny episode. He caused an avalanche, crashes in the mountain, but it Cal shakes so off. It so angry when she flew, though. And concentrates. So fucking mad. <laughs> she has an invisible jet! I know. <laughs> So he focuses. Way cooler. And then he flies. <laughs> the fucking flying. <laughs> All around the world, faster and faster, mm-hmm. twisting and turning until he has a good handle on how to fly. <clears throat> Lotus, Lo, uh, Lois Devotus devotes a huge amount of time to trying to figure out who the savior was, tracing him his past all the way to Smallville, and eventually to Martha Kent. And of course, Why'd you say that name? And of course to Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Lewis explains that his identity will come out eventually, so maybe they should just let her know what's going on, and it's better to bring it out now. Or maybe Superman should take her up really high and let go. Ooh. Ooh. You know what I would His do? His timer went off. Elaine already explained That's true. <laughs> but there's... But the one thing you do when you go and find this nosy-ass reporter whose life you saved at your dad's graveside is... Stop talking to my mom. <laughs> no, you get your eyes to not quite shoot lasers, but light up like they're gonna. That would work. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want to get scare somebody, eyes light up. Works every time. Yeah, but their timers went off. It's the only. Ex- I was telling John this. It's the only explanation for why they give a shit about each other. She has a reason to love him because. Cloud chaser. No, she has a reason to lust after him. Yeah, but he is like every other no woman on the planet. Reason. <laughs> like the captain at the like end. She, like the captain at the end is like, well, he's really hot. There's nothing good for you. Like every she, woman and half the men in the universe. <laughs> yeah, she has done. Like you walk in, your wife's banging Henry Cavill. You're like, I get it. The only thing she does that would be 
worthy of his attention is when the when the rest of the Kryptonians come and are looking for him and she refuses to talk to the government and say who he was because she found out. That's the only thing she does that's worry, worthy of his attention. <clears throat> She's just this nosy re- reporter bitch. There's no reason for him to care about her. There's plenty of reason for her to care about him. She's learned all this stuff about how he goes around saving people and he's... You know, and he saved her, mm-hmm. and he's you very, very handsome. But you don't get to pick who you fall in love with. Yeah, yes, I, you do. No, don't. Yes, you do. You fall in love with. Not if you have a time. hundred percent. No, no, <laughs> that's not true. You don't get to pick who you lust at. Well, you don't get to pick who you have feelings for. We'll yes, that way. but you can control your feelings, and mm. you and as you learn about people, you develop more All right, feelings. Look, has anybody else read Love and Time of Cholera? Am I the only one? It's just like, <laughs> but there's nothing. Here, Have you read just, Love and Time of Cholera? No. no. I own a copy of it. That's close enough. Close it is his enough. art. It's just his art. It is your art. I have, I've read the premise. I have to watch that again. I haven't watched that in forever. You the, should. We should all watch it right now. Um, Playing it cool. That's it. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, you should. If you haven't seen that w- movie, you should. It's real good. Um, but there's just is no explanation <laughs> for why they care about each other. Because he like instantly... I mean, he's kind of a dork. Yeah. You know? And she's kind of a bitch. Well, she's supposedly a put together, well, yes, person. You know. and oh no, she's beautiful. She's an attractive woman, but her character, shit. she's pretty. But I mean, but there's she hasn't. They, she hasn't done anything to show who she is to him. The way that she has learned about him through these stories. Right. So there's really no reason for him to trust her or give a shit about her. Other than the fact that she's hot. And I'm sorry, I like to believe that Superman is not led around by his genitalia. He's a <laughs> Superman. He may have Not a... the worst stereotype of a caricature of n- unrealistic. Yeah, there's a lot of pretty women in the world, believe it or not. Like, I know. It's, but like it's not an uncommon the, thing. I don't think she has Christopher beer Reeves, She might. Yeah. He's kind of in awe of her. Yes. Yeah. Like they developed that before hand yes so then it kind of makes sense that he's so in awe of her but in this origin well, also, story yeah you're right there that really one also, is nothing well, there's that, nothing <laughs> and also that one he loved lana first mm-hmm. and then he yeah. doesn't work out with her and then he moves this is like he's never even seen a girl before he goes to fucking metropolis he grew up in kansas i assure you he's seen some hot farmers oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he's rolled in the hay if you will yeah maybe maybe he's afraid of his super sperm well, you ever see, remember a uh, movie Hancock where he has sex with a girl and he's like, hey, when mountaintop happens, you need to move. <laughs> and then you hear mountaintop, mountaintop, and you see holes come out of the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's probably a lot like that. I mean, it might be. Might or com- maybe not. Might come out like right. a goddamn cannon. <laughs> well, I have a lot of left. So <laughs> <laughs> he says that his father said that the world would hate and fear him if anyone found out. And we jump to a flashback. John and Clark are have an argument. John wants Clark to be a farmer. And Clark says he isn't feeling that. He says, well, my family is fifth generation farmers. And Clark says, yeah, your family, not mine. That's Ooh. fucked up. You're not my dad. You just found me in a field. <laughs> and Martha goes, whoa, that's harsh. <laughs> and uh, before they can make up, they, uh, a storm happens and a tornado comes. John helps move everyone under an overpass, which apparently is the... Thing you don't do in a tornado, according to the trivia. Really? 
That's you what want, they said. They said they wanted to. They almost. They were this close to cutting it out of the movie because it's the most dangerous thing you can do. Apparently, and I don't get it. But like, I don't um, know what to do with a tornado. And my first thought would be like, I was, Superman I'm went under the tornado. <laughs> I, I grew up in a place where there were tornadoes, and I was always taught was that what? where there were tornadoes, okay. and I was always taught you get in the ditch. Yeah, the drainage ditch on the side of the road. Like get, you just so, lay down in it. Get mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. You want to get low? It's going to go slow and but low. Let yourself I don't know. go. I don't know why an overpass would make or make it better or worse. It's been a really long time since I've seen Twister, well, and that's where all of my scientific <laughs> I was about to say, tornado I've college. seen the movie Twister, so what you do is you want to grab a hold of a pipe that's dug real deep, <laughs> and it won't suck you up. I'm also sure that wouldn't help. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're dead. Well, Jonathan helps. It's okay. I trust Bill Paxton. It really, I think, depends on the size the strength of the tornado. Yeah, because if it's a, an F5, you're dead. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just put your head between your legs, kiss your ass goodbye. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan helps move everyone under the overpass, but they left their dog in the car. Clark goes to get him, but John says, "No, no, get the rest of the people." Get your mom to safety. And your mom to safety. And John goes and gets stuck. Somehow he can't get out of the car, and is standing there. With Another car gets blown on top. Is that what it is? Yeah, it gets hit. Yeah. But Clark is standing with a bunch of people. Tornado comes. Clark gets. Just ready to jump and save him, but his dad holds his hand up. No, shakes his head. Nope, there's too many people around. He's like, it's time for me to die. I'd rather be dead than let people know you're super. Like, we looked at the budget, and I can't be in this anymore. <laughs> and then the tornado comes and takes him back. Also, to, I have to die. Uh, it's part of your origin story. Uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. <laughs> He's not on anymore. He decided he was done. He got yeah. divorced and was like, I'm good. <laughs> I was paying like $100,000 a month in child support. That's amazing. And he wants that to end, and he quit the show, and his wife was like, you just quit the show so you wouldn't have income because you don't want to pay so much. And the judge said, you're continuing to pay it yeah, until the next hearing. Yeah. <laughs> $100,000. I'm sorry. That's in what world amount. did you need a hundred grand to take care of kids? A month. Mm. That's ridiculous. I mean, I understand he's Kevin Costner. He makes that much I don't know what he, his monthly income is, but that just seems excessive. I saw a story about that. You know what? If his kids need $100,000 a month to live, they should be living with Kevin Costner, <laughs> not with her. I don't know. That's the, ridiculous, and that would be my argument. Well, if they need that much money, they need to live with me because I'm the one that has the money, and she needs to piss off. I'll let her visit every other weekend. And I quit, so I'm available. <laughs> be a stay-at-home dad. They can live off my well, bodyguard residuals. Bodyguard residuals. <laughs> well, she's not wrong. She's not. And unfortunately, it's one of those things in this country that fathers don't have a whole lot of rights. It's very I mean, fucked. That's a fact. Well, back at the Daily, at the Daily Planet, Perry is pissed about Lois's little leak. And suspenders suspends suspends her for three weeks without pay. No, she he suspends her for two weeks. With no pay, and she's like, "All right," and he goes, "All right, well, let's make it three since you took the deal." It's like, wait, since you're being compliant. Yeah. I'm usually, sorry. Usually, what? She fights with usually, them. she argues. <laughs> but he knows that something's going on because she's just like, "Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever." At that point, I'm like, "Well, I'm going to call your boss about this now." I don't know. Because I accepted a two week suspension, no problems. You're like, you know, let's make it three. Eat a dick, you fucker. It's a no pay that gets you there. And then Perry, yeah, no says, bitch. Perry says, look, either but way. It's with bit. pay. Give me as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tornado scenes during some sure controversy that with Lois the Lane's National Weather right. Service. 
as overpasses are not considered to be safe shelters in the event of a tornado due to wind funneling effects. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, they don't suck you right likelihood increases the likelihood of being struck by debris. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. That was a Volvo. In 1991, many thought overpasses were safe after a highly publicized video of a television crew and some civilians survived a tornado dirt near El Dorado, Kansas by taking shelter under an overpass. Mm. Because they were at, fuck it, let's see what happens. However, in 1999, the deadly Moorbridge Creek F5 tornado killed several people who were hiding in overpasses, prompting the National Weather Service and other weather agencies to proclaim that as unsafe. Well, it was an F5. There wasn't a whole lot they were going to do, period. Where was the safe spot? Nowhere safe. Somewhere else. (laughs) Two more deadly tornadoes hit the Oklahoma City area about a month before this film's theatrical release, prompting Zack Snyder to consider removing the tornado scene from the movie. Well, then how was Jonathan Kent going to die? Well, he has a heart attack in the first one. Some other way. He does have a heart attack. He just kind of falls over. Yeah. Either way, uh, Perry says, look, you, you're right. He goes, while I'm upset that you did this, you're right for not publishing the story because if regular people found out that an alien exists and lives among us, mm, bad news bears. She's like, I decided to drop it. He's like, well, I don't know why, but good. So Clark returns home and hugs Martha <laughs> and tells him about Lois. He says, uh, She's got cool. beer flavored nipples, Ma. You'll love her. She's going to be, re- she goes, uh, tells him about Lois, and she says, says She's cool. She's going to be reporting on this D. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> no, he says, She's a friend, and Mom perks up. Oh, yeah? And Clark is like, No. But I found my parents, my people, and I know my history now. And, you, and Martha's like, Great. You can tell that his mom's <laughs> happy, but she's also sad. Like, he doesn't need her anymore. Right. Then. She says that when he was a baby, he had a lot of trouble breathing, and that she would sit by his crib and be, and listen to him so he wouldn't suffocate. And that he was also, she was also scared that they would take him away from her. He laughs and hugs him. She says, no one ever is going to, I'm never going to leave you alone. said, no one's going to harm you He's like, yep. he's like, I'm never going to leave no matter what. I mean, what's going to happen? Some big giant rock monster comes and kills me? No way. <laughs> so we cut to a military Not base. That if I kill him, he'll come back stronger, be immune to that one thing I killed him with. I mean, what's the chances? We cut to a military base. General Stanwick meets with Professor Hamilton. The professor explains that something is headed towards Earth. And he's like, well, what, a comet? He's like, no, a ship. Moves into orbit near the moon. And later that night, the ship comes to Earth. Ship, the commas don't course correct. Right. Every TV set and message device bla- blasts the same message. You are not alone. I remember when this movie was coming out, this was the trailer mm-hmm. that came out. I was like, that's fucking that cool. cool. It says, my name is General Zod. I come from a world far from yours. I have journeyed across an ocean of stars to reach you. For some time, your world has been sheltering one of my citizens... I request that you return this individual to my custody. For reasons unknown, he has chosen to keep his existence from you hidden. He will have made efforts to blend in. He will look like you, but he is not one of you. To those of you who may know his current location, the fate of your planet rests on your hands. To Kal-El, surrender within 24 hours, or watch this world suffer the consequences. Kind of an unreasonable request. You don't know who he is. He's been hiding from you forever. But turn him over in 24 hours. <laughs> I mean, if you say, hey, man, there's an or alien. Go look for I mean, and you're like looking for green people with six arms or something. Like, no, no, he looks just like you. I'm just saying, they said it to the whole world, though, in every language. In every language. So yeah. everybody would hear it. I mean, 
Including we, Klingon. All the people in Smallville know who he is, though. A lot of them. Like... Some of them have suspicions. There's no way that you. There's no well, way that you. There's an alien among you. Remember that time that Clark pushed that bus? <laughs> <laughs> like they all he know. The whole city? Like if I'm that guy that manages the IHOP, <laughs> I know in my heart of hearts that Clark is. You mean Dick Stain guy? Dick yes. Splash. Dick Splash. Dick Splash <laughs> which is the funniest. <laughs> That's one of the funniest insults ever, by the way. Dick Splash. Yes. <laughs> So the news obviously eats this up and goes crazy trying to speculate. But <laughs> the reporters have uh oh, no, it's right here. The reporter I don't know, can't read gives a says to give her Basically up. the reporter she gave the story to goes on live TV mm-hmm. and says it was her that gave Lois me that story. Knows who he she is. knows Lois who knows. He is. Ask her. <laughs> Perry calls her to chew her out as FBI black SUVs surround her home. Her How apartment. did she think she was getting out of there? Yeah. They yeah. didn't bring one. If you, if aliens are threatening the uh, planet mm-hmm. and the FBI gets a lead that this chick knows who he might be, how many people are they sending? All of them. All of them. <laughs> it's like Terminator 2. How many cops? How many? All of them. Already, they're already listening to all of her And she's going to try that First her, Amendment shit, and they're going to pull out her toenails. <laughs> her cell phone has already been hacked. They knew she was in yeah. that apartment. Like, First there's Amendment right? Like, uh-huh. Come in this room. <laughs> every law enforcement person in the city is there. Yeah. Like, there's aliens. There's no more amendments, bitch. <laughs> they're all there. So she runs out the back of the apartment building and tries to run away but they nab her because you know they're the FBI yeah because that's, <laughs> that's what you heroes would. do yeah that's funny Clark goes to a priest we get a flashback of young Clark getting beat up by a bully John checks on him to, checks on him to make sure that he's okay and they and all he's scatter crushed a metal pipe with his hand he says are you okay did they hurt you and he's like you know that they can't he goes I mean emotionally like you know are you alright he's like need a hug it says, you'll have to decide what kind of a man you're going to be. Because good or bad, you will change the world. Clark explains to the priest that he is the one that they want. He asks if he should turn himself in to save Earth. The priest says, look, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith first and let trust come later. Well, he's space Jesus, so... Yeah. He says, what's your gut telling you? But you can't trust that. He might still destroy the Earth even if I turn myself over. So Kal-El turns himself into the U.S. government. They cuff him. And he meets with Lois. Which, at, at first, is like, that's a real dumbass thing to do. But that's what they would do. Yeah, they would. I mean, it's like every movie where they continue to shoot things that aren't hit by bullets. Yeah. Or like like this one? Hurt. It's like, stop <laughs> fucking shooting him. It's a waste of like, your time They're shooting and all these money. Kryptonians, and they're like, what is that? <laughs> and the one guy's like, I got it. A knife. Stop shooting guns at the Hulk. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, it does it's, do something. It pisses him off. It's just And the matter he gets, the stronger he gets. Bullets. So you're having an adverse effect, my friend. <laughs> actually hurting not helping <laughs> lois asks asks him about the cuffs and he says look it makes them feel safe so it's fine <laughs> yeah. like on this entire scene he's just sitting there with his hands together yeah. and then decides to get up it's because it's funny <laughs> when he lois. stands up and is talking to them through the glass and he just except like he doesn't even try he just puts his arms yeah. on his side. <laughs> he says i can see your id po- your id card in your pocket also the half-eaten thing of lifesavers <laughs> and by the way clink <laughs> nonchalantly breaks handcuffs and they're like buck well lois asks him what is the s for and she goes well on krypton this means hope and she goes well here it means it's an s 
So you're gonna have to come up with something. And she starts and, to say Superman, but yeah, which was kind of uh, to me came out real bitchy. It's like, well, it's an S here. Well, you know what? It's another language. I mean, he did That's like grow saying, up here. He well, knows hey, your what foreign that language. Is. I don't care what it is. This is what it is now. You don't get to do that. You don't get to change somebody else's language. That's why we say jalapeno. Not jalapeno. Right, not jalapenos. Jalapenos, that's what it was. Some people say jalapenos. And they're really? wrong. <laughs> well, well, the professor talks to him. They don't speak him. Spanish, so that's why they say I that. I don't speak <laughs> Russian. <laughs> Superman explains. Was it your bird? <laughs> we got you the bird. <laughs> Superman explains to them that, look, you don't control me and you never will, but I'm not your enemy. That's why Iron Man 2 is the best Iron Man. General, General says. <laughs> Firm stance. Sam Rockwell? Yes. Well, and Ivan Vanko. I really like Iron Man 2, man. It's my favorite one. And I'm like, how can you hate it? It's so good. Go back and listen to it. Didn't we do this? Yes, we did. Go back and listen to our episode. The other thing is, is I like Mickey Rourke. I can give or take him in most movies. He is really fucking good in this movie, and he's really trying in this movie. And if you've seen some of his movies... He doesn't try. He doesn't care. Like Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Yeah, I mean... Like, compared the two. He really tries in that movie. He speaks in, fucking in, Russian in some parts. In Harley Davidson, he's like, my character doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Either he, he was a really good method. Good acting. <laughs> I feel like I've only ever seen four Mickey Rourke movies in my entire life. Name them. Uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. All right, you're done. Stop. The Wrestler, Bullet, mm. and Iron Man 2. And Expendables. Uh, well... He's That's not really a Mickey Rourke movie. Yeah, he is great in it. You haven't seen the Pope Greenwich Village? Nope. So that was him and Eric Roberts are in this movie, and he's acting his ass off in that movie. That's yeah. how he became Mickey Rourke, because he was really good in this. And then decided he didn't have to do that anymore. Johnny Handsome? He's Nine like and a half weeks, he was really good. What was the dragon one? The one where it's in China, or in Little China, or something, something dragon or something? Uh, I don't know. It was okay. It was, the more he was in Immortals, was that wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Which one? Immortals. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm. Rumble, I don't know. Rumblefish. I love my Rumblefish. He's, he, he's a good actor back in the day. He just kind of. So he doesn't never really wanted to be an actor. He just had to be really good at it. So. Fell in with the right crowd. Or the wrong crowd, depending on what crowd. year he is. It's like Johnny Depp, who didn't really want to be an actor. Well, he acted his really ass off in The Wrestler. Like he, yeah. like he tried. When he tries, he's amazing. When he gives a shit about his character. Yeah. Like, right. we, like he wasn't Holly Davis and Marvin. You know who else is amazing? Sam Rockwell. Yes. <laughs> Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Kevin Costner. <laughs> I really did. I enjoy him, but he doesn't always try either. He was not trying in this movie. <laughs> he I, was trying even less in Justice League. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I really liked the movie. He's like, we need you to come back for the scene. Why? All right, fine, but I'll I really hole. enjoyed the movie <laughs> Draft Day, but it ain't a good movie. <laughs> and he ain't fucking trying, but I still liked it. Well, he tells the general, I'm not your enemy. And the general says, well, who is this odd person? He goes, well, that's what I'm worried about. The general explains that uh, he's been ordered to turn Kal-El over to Zod. Kal says, all right, I'll go do what you got to do. <laughs> he's like, all right. You do whatever you want, dude, but... You said, but understand you that you're doing this because I'm letting you. <laughs> Kal and Lois wait... comes at the end of the movie. <laughs> Kal and Lois wait for Zod while holding hands. So Elaine had a question. Hmm? It's like... How does he not know that's Martian Manhunter right now? Well, is it? He's, he's a changeling. But is it Martian Manhunter? Well, we or is that a general that he takes? I mean, you know. Like he takes, when does he become Martian yeah. Manhunter? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think he's been Martian Manhunter the entire time. You think but so? Martian Manhunter is a changeling, so he could change everything. Well, 
Yeah, and then the other thing is, is but shouldn't he be able to see inside of him and know and he's not a human? Inside of him, and he may he may just be human, or he can't detect Martian Manhunter because why? He doesn't know what that is. Or, or I've seen certain things where he doesn't actively X-ray people because that can give them cancer. So he's just like, I'm hanging out with you three, so why would I care about it? But if Carly starts to lift the table, I'll X-ray her real quick and go, Wait, why are you being able to do this? He doesn't always, you know, he, he needs to block them out, so maybe he's not doing it. It's like when he punches people. So when Superman's punching you things, he doesn't hit you as hard as he can yeah. because he'll kill you. Except in this, when he's like, don't talk to my mother! <laughs> but he's also Kryptonian, so it's fine. Right. <laughs> so, what was it, um, when he was fighting uh, Darkseid, he's like, I don't have to hold back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, usually act like a, I usually have to act like I live in a world of cardboard, but... You can take it, can't you, big guy? <laughs> this fucking beats the shit out of him. But um, anyway, so they're waiting for Zod. Uh, Cal and Lois, they're holding hands. Lois re- and then returns back to the army as the Kryptonian vehicle appears. It lands. Fiora comes out. She says hello. Tells the army that Zod also wants to take Lois. And they're like, you're not taking human hostages. And Lois says, no, no, I'll go. It's fine. Because what are you going to do about it? <laughs> You can talk tough, but yeah. there's nothing you're holding in your hand that's going to stop her. <laughs> let's be real. This is Lois Lane. <laughs> she wants to go. She would have snuck on there. Yeah. Yeah. She was already trying to map it out yeah. in her head. Like, I can get in the back door right there. That's not the first alien ship she's been on. It's true. She's a very curious lady. She's been lady. on 100% more She'd alien like, ships than we have. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. You wouldn't even really have to twist her arm. And Fiora's like, I don't want to have to go back and tell the general No. So Fiora is so cool. <laughs> She's a very good character. She's awesome. Um, so they go aboard I wish the ship. Had done more with her, actually. Actually, I kind of felt the same way in Superman too. Like, oh no, they were fine. The chicken that was very cool as well. I have power beyond reason here. We all do, my dear. He cares for these people, like pets. I suppose so. Yes. Son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod. I love that movie, but it's terrible. It's great. I love it. It's not terrible. I just terrible. watched it a couple months ago. I'm like, oh. Superman 1, 2 were really good. 3 was not good. Mm-hmm. 4 was fucking terrible. <clears throat> 4 was really bad. Don't ever watch all four of those in a row because you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, you should watch all four of them the in a row quality. and then you watch Supergirl. No. <laughs> Supergirl. So I remember watching Supergirl to be like on Channel 11, like all the time so you'd watch it because it was on yeah and it was the worst of them all it's and then superman 4 came on and you were like eh, hmm. maybe not there's something about supergirl that speaks to that to the fantasy movies of the time well i was also a big helen slater fan so i love legend of billy jean and secret of my success yes yep. but but there's something about all those different like um legend or whatever and um crawl they all have this very similar vibe to them and it fits in really good with like the way that special effects were done in the cinematography of the time so even though the plot is terrible there's something about the fantasy elements that you're just like oh i love this yeah that one was more mystical and spooky yeah i don't know i really enjoyed a whole city under a pond in a park (laughs) or wherever the fuck that was they were just living their best life underwater little mermaid style (laughs) under the sea well, darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. That's my that's my one problem with the Flash movie. Is that Sebastian the Crab isn't in it? No, oh. it's the way they the way they have Supergirl 
It, there's you don't care for it? I'll talk to you Spoilers, about it. Spoilers! I'll talk to you about Christ. it Wednesday. Yeah, after you see it, we'll talk about it. Because it's my one pro. It's the only problem I have with that movie is how they inserted her into the Just story. Just stop talking. Okay. You're spoiling Because you're spoiling the movie. Well, but you know Supergirl's in The Flash. No, we you, all know that. He didn't know what Supergirl. I didn't know that. <laughs> Everybody knew that. He didn't Everybody know that. But me. I, I did, because... He knew that. Instagram, but. So they're on the Kryptonian Carly ship. Carly doesn't care. No. <laughs> She's like, Supergirl, who's that? Is that like Batgirl? She related to Barbara Gordon? She doesn't even know Batgirl's Barbara Gordon. Actually, she does, because we watched Actually, Lego Batman. I did. <laughs> I also know more about Batman than I do about Superman, because I live with no. Tony. Cassandra <laughs> Cain. Yeah. Well, actually, it's somebody else now. But, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. They're on board the Kryptonian ship. It's the cousin thing. It's very tense. You can tell that they're kind of prisoners. So mm-hmm. Cal slips his thumb drive to Lois. And and then she looks at it so everybody can see it. And he gives it a look like, bitch, put it away. <laughs> First of all, where are his pockets? <laughs> He's got the prison wallet. <laughs> there is no ass. Well, we don't know how that suit attaches. We don't. His underpants. By, uh, but um, first of all, how does he pee? Second of all, where? <laughs> I think it's a shirt and pants. Does he have to pee? I don't know. And does he break whatever he pees in? I assume he eats. Does he have super pee? Does he have to eat? He does. Because he's he does nourished by the eat. sun. He does. But he doesn't have. I don't to. know why he. We don't know. Has this, to. It's like vampires who eat. They don't just, have to eat. Just it. because the radiation gives him something doesn't mean he doesn't have to take in nourishment. No, one hundred percent. That's what feeds him is the sun. All he needs is to be in sunlight. He's like a solar. I thought all he needs is love. Well, then how do the Kryptonians? What do the Kryptonians eat? That's a completely different thing. Yeah, but they're the Earth's, same creature. Earth's yellow <laughs> they're sun. They're the same. Cr- they would be able to survive on nothing but Earth's yellow sun. But they process My, maybe their body. Some their thing is, uh, bodies process nutrients in the same way, don't they? It's a comic book, okay? <laughs> <laughs> My thing is is magic. If, My thing is is if Zod and the gang rolled around the universe trying to find other places. They didn't come across another yellow sun. And they were like, hey, did you notice you're fucking strong? No, I'm too busy shooting heat vision out of my eyes. Why don't we hang out here for a little bit before <laughs> you know, we move on? Here were gods. <laughs> yeah. And why didn't they ever think, hey, you know what? That's a girl. I'm a guy. We could repopulate That's a ourselves. no-no. That's a no-no. No, that, that's, that's heresy. That's forbidden. Or hearsay. Hearsay? Yeah. Hearsay. 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 Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> she was going to get there. Also, okay, we were great space explorers. We didn't figure out the power of different radiation and how it makes us super people. Jarrell did. He knew. So yeah, somebody else had to know. know. Now, it makes he you wonder, was, if we go somewhere else, will we be super people? He was genetically engineered to be like, the greatest to scientist of all of Krypton, but just you know, still. And it super, would make sense that Zod mm-hmm. and his crew wouldn't know, because they were genetically engineered to be the But you think that he's not the only, like, they have everybody's DNA, they're bored with purposes in mind. You think there'd be other great scientists that also were born of the same, you think they'd be making Jarrell over and over and over again, right? Yeah. So you think that maybe they would have told the council at some point, hey, you know what? If no, we uh, put a colony over here, we'll be super. I always 10% want to watch Armageddon. We should watch Armageddon. So Again? Fiera puts a breather on Let's Lois. Let's watch Independence Day. No, Welcome to Earth. No. no. It's yep. so good. I know no. you're off Will Smith forever, but it's so good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Except for Men in Black, the first one, because that's just a great movie. 
love Some things you gotta too. forgive, and because that movie is just great. It is great. But Independence Day's been done. Second one's fuck pretty good too. It wasn't as good. Third one is was shit. Fiera puts a rebreather <laughs> on Lois and says, "Our ship's atmosphere is like Krypton, so you will need this, <laughs> or you'll die." That makes sense. That would make sense. But also, that breather is probably going to help the atmospheric pressure that they're used to. It's going to crush her. You think they would put one on Clark, too, because he's also not used to the atmosphere. No, I think they knew that, which is why when he gets there and he hits the floor and they're like, what's happening? He's like, it'll figure itself out because he's Kryptonian. I think they knew that, and that's why they didn't do that to him. So he'll pass out. I don't know. Maybe. So they dock with the larger ship, and they're brought before Zod. Zod Zod is genuinely warm. To Kal-El. Well, him and Jarrell were friends. But Kal- they made up it until seem they like stabbed him. Kal starts to have trouble breathing. They were friends. They cover that in other yeah. things. Like they were buddies. Yeah. They just had a difference of opinion, very slightly difference of opinion, because they were on the yeah. same side. Yeah, they were both rebelling against that council in very right. different ways. The, that was the only time that they split was how to do it. Mm-hmm. Jarrell wanted to talk it out, and Zod's like, the time for talking's over. <laughs> Jarrell wanted to... No. Jarrell wasn't exactly talking. He stole the codex of their entire race and hid it inside the body of his son. Which was very on-brand for Zod. (laughs) But not for Jarrell. He did it. It's on-brand for him. No, no. You said very on-brand for Zod. Yes. Not Jarrell. No, but stealing the codex is on-brand for Zod, which is what Jarrell did. They're on the same team. He just stole it first. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm not stealing that Russian independence. Zod is not okay with what he did with the codex. That's true. <laughs> well, Zod's military-ish and Jarrell's like hippie-ish. Yeah, Jarrell's like, hey man, we'll all start fucking again and having kids. And so I was like, no, dude, that's not how we roll with that's, Krypton. That's, We're keeping Krypton the way it is. We want not the under these assholes. We want to role. genetically engineer our people. And even Jarrell calls him out on that. He's like, so who's going to rule it then? You? Who, who's going to decide what bloodlines are in power? You? And Zod didn't have an answer for that, so. He was like, yeah. Because Zod wanted the Codex so that he could eliminate the weak bloodlines. Which probably led to what the council was. Maybe. But either way, Zod's okay with Cal. For the most part, Cal starts to choke and cough. He hacks up some blood. Lois tells Zod to save him, but he says, I can't. It's just got to work its way out. Why is this blood red? Questions. Uh, sure. Should have been a different color. Why? Why not? He doesn't breathe. Why would there be oxygen in his blood? Because that's what color um, Kryptonian blood is. Well, it should be a different color. Just so for funsies. Says you. Should be lime green. <laughs> like a Vulcan? Or yellow. That'd be interesting. Like a predator? Yes. It should be green and glow in the dark like a predator. No, it should be acid and burn things like a animal. Well, it's not a xenomorph. Well, shit, if we're going to go crazy, why don't we go all out? We're going to go whole hog Because then when Clark kisses Lois, her face will melt off. <laughs> but our blood is different colors based on the oxygen content of our blood. No, and if he it? doesn't need to breathe... Our blood is not different colors. It's always well, red. Yeah. Blood's red. The amount of oxygen in your blood will change the, the hue of the red. Yeah. Either way. But he doesn't need oxygen to breathe then why would he have blood circulating oxygen through his body and therefore be red he doesn't even have blood what's he got he got something else he eats radiation he eats radiation that's what john said no i know but that's different he just have a fork (laughs) a lime green jello mold he's like "Mm." oh man cancery that's what we do with our nuclear waste 
Defeated the Superman? We should have kept those Kryptonians. We could have solved a million problems right there. Um, see, Elaine's trying to make rational decisions and what makes sense. That's what she does. But well, this I'm is based on a plot comic fixer. book. This is my thing. It's made up a comic book. I love oh, God. fantasy worlds and I love magic systems and stuff like that. But this is incoherent. Well, she magic doesn't. hurts her. <laughs> so. She likes, she likes fantasy and sci-fi. And this is in the middle. It's real mud. I like it. I, like, <laughs> I, like like, I don't like this mud. System. Well, other than crypto, uh, kryptonite, what her Superman? I like a coherent <laughs> system. It's like, Whoops. wait, what? I don't yeah. like it when they change the system in the middle of a. It's like there's magic in this. Arc. Well, not in this, Did but we there be will consistent? be. Once we, a few movies down, it's gonna there's gonna be magic, and it's gonna hurt Superman. Why? I don't know. <laughs> well, Cal. Because I said so. Cal passes out, <laughs> and Zod enters Cal's mind. And they have the a little, city is floating. I have, have a bow little, and arrow. They have a little chat. Zod explains that he was Krypton's military leader, and he was acquaintances acquaintances with Jarrell, but they both knew that Krypton was dying and had vastly different reaction reactionary plans. For his efforts, Zod and his people were sent into the Phantom Zone, and when Krypton exploded, it released them. He explains that they rebuilt their their uh, prison into a ship, searched around for other life. And when Cal activated the lost Kryptonian ship on Earth, it sent a signal that they picked up, and that brought so them here. He made it a point to say, you brought yeah, us here. You did this. Yep. Zod explains that Jarrell stole the genetic <clears throat> registry code, or codex, and it must have hidden it in your escape ship. So where's your escape ship Press at? Wallet. <laughs> With it, Earth can be changed into a new Krypton, and Kryptonians can be born again. So where's that codex? Cal sinks into the notion of human skulls and says, uh, no, he can't be a part of mass genocide. And he screams uh, as he sinks into that. He, awaken, he awakens, and when he wakes up, he's restrained. Exod explains that he killed Jarrell, but he wishes every day that he hadn't had to. Because that's his buddy. But to save Krypton, he would do it again. He will do anything to save and resurrect Krypton. It is his purpose. He's a Kryptonian. Except for... Have sex with the chick and start having. You. <laughs> I'll do anything for love, but he but won't, won't do that. Do that. <laughs> so Zod leaves, and a Kryptonian doctor, I don't know, explains. Mad scientist. Explains, he does seem like a mad scientist. Yeah. I feel like he's got to be a like a field medic or something yeah. like that. He's got to be no. like. He Military had the highest medic. score in the CPR class in Krypton school. <laughs> so they're like, all right, fuck it, you're the doctor now. Well, no, but military <laughs> troops would need medical assistance. He's a vet. But he does seem... Why He's like, fuck it, I don't know. Why do all <laughs> these guys seem like crazy mad scientists? The, this actor, like, they make him purposely creepy. Why can't he just be... I have an answer for that. A dude. Remember um, in Armageddon where he got... Uh, Being Steve another Buscemi, dude. Steve Buscemi got space dementia. Uh-huh. It's a lot like that. <laughs> Space dementia. He's like, take a break, boys. I got it from here. He explains Get that off the thermonuclear <laughs> device. <laughs> he explains that aboard Zod's ship, he's as weak as a human. And then he takes a blood sample. Lois is thrown into a cell, but the cell has a USB port. Luckily. Why? Why? She puts Why? It, she puts is it, it in. a cell or is it just a random room? Yeah, it could just be like, a room that if they're they focusing as a cell. She's on a Kryptonian ship. There's no way... They can expect her to have the super secret USB of hope in her pocket. <laughs> it's true. They're rare. I mean, 
That's probably true. There's no so way that if I was Superman, I would have taken that out of my super secret pocket and given it to this woman I met two weeks ago. <laughs> Those are facts. I mean, there was a lot of shit that just happened to happen for this scene to happen. I <laughs> might have given it to Christopher Maloney before I would give it to <laughs> fucking Lois Lane. Christopher Maloney has great jobs. What does he do? Whatever the scene Whatever he has to say. He's a lot like, uh, God, what was that? The, the, um, the black girl in, um, God damn it. Was it Godzilla. Suicide Squad? No, it was Godzilla. No, it was Godzilla. It was King where, of the Monsters. Yeah, that's what it was. She was like the lieutenant or whatever yeah. in charge of the shock troops, and she could... She was making battle plans. Yeah. She's she was a sniper. Shit. <laughs> she yeah. flew planes. She was She's fucking like, what awesome. What do you need me to do? Whatever. I got ten trillion on the SATs. I loved her. She was so great. <laughs> she scored really high on the ASVAB. She's too. a, a great tertiary bit. object in that movie. Yeah, I love those where they're like, "This is a military thing." Well, the military is very specific about people's jobs. Very specific. They gave so, us ten people of that military crew, and only six of them got to speak at all. And she was the only one with a character. She cut all their heads off and got all their quickening. <laughs> oh man, Highlander! Wow. We should watch Highlander. We, we already did that on the podcast, though. We did. And I'm Doesn't not doing. Can't watch it again. I'm not doing Highlander two ever because that no. movie was the fuck. Probably one of the worst. You should movies. do I mean, it's not Jack Frost two. You could do Highlander three. Know, same clan, different vintage. No, that that was Highlander four. Highlander three was the sorcerer with Mary von Peebles. Oh, that's right. And, and where they got the Magjur of Illusion, <laughs> that never happened again. No, <laughs> actually, it did. And Highlander four, when wow. Duncan is fighting. Um, what's it, Jacob Kell? He has the face of Connor, so he, I guess, maybe. Yeah, but that's the, well. Is this what forty K sounds like to you? Yes. <laughs> Kell, Jacob Kell, such a good movie. It's not a good movie. Is it bad that the series is better than most of the movies? Well, because the series they sat down and was like, "Hey, we have to have more than one of these, so let's plan this shit out." <laughs> exactly. Well, it wasn't written written by a kid in college. Episodic TV is weird, though. Yeah. Especially back then. I mean, no, what was really weird about the TV series is like, all right, now we're going to France for half the season. Why are we going to France? Why not? Because. And he lives on a barge. Because it was. Why not? (laughs) I feel like because it was made by a Canadian company or, or, and half the time they were. Out to sea. No, they were in Canada. They were in Quebec. The entire time. Yeah, <laughs> most shows. Smallville was in. So, and I think you're supposed to have your extras speak French. They already do. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a bunch of freaking French. It's true. Like, yeah. we're in France now. Why? Because they all spoke French. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier than teaching them another language. <laughs> I don't know. It was awesome. He lived on a barge. <laughs> I want to watch Highlander the series again. But every time, every few years, I'm like, I want to watch Highlander the series. And you start watching, like, wow, a lot of this is fucking is six. John. Watches about four episodes. Ooh. That's about his limit. So you get, yeah, the first. You know what? The first three seasons were good, and then four they were like, eh, we're running out of shit to do, and they kept going. Season six is so bad. Really? <laughs> then they have the Raven spinoff, right? Oh yeah, with with the worst character. Amanda. Yeah. I couldn't fucking stand her the entire series. They gave her her own show. Is she an immortal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I can't she's, remember. I knew she's, she's like a thief or something. Yeah, she? she's twice as old as Duncan. She's like a thousand years old. Duncan really she. wasn't that old. But he, he just was had fucking 400 years old. Well, 300 and something. Compared to Connor most was, of the immortals that he knew, he wasn't that old. He just had all the strength of the clans. Because he was a really good fighter. Yeah. He was a, two generations younger than Connor. All right, that's enough about that. <laughs> okay. Yes, this is what 40K sounds like. 
<laughs> this is, you know what? This is what the fucking G.I. Joe chat sounds like. Oh, <laughs> snap. On more than one occasion, I'm like, oh, God. I look for the word Primark and just go, yep. <laughs> as soon as you see Primark or the Emperor, you're like, and I'm out. <laughs> I just put my phone down and let it beep for a while. I just want <laughs> you to know that since I've sent you one reel about painting Warhammer minis mm-hmm. on Instagram, now every third reel I get when I'm scrolling is about Warhammer. Oh, well, shall I show you my... Uh, Nail polish reels that I get <laughs> that are five free and, and He's produced like, and did you get this nail polish yet? And I'm like, no, I've never bought Mooncat. That was you. <laughs> did Elaine get it? Because I gotta send this to somebody. <laughs> you can send me I don't nail polish. Uh, Audra's in the nail uh, painting yet, but dude, I did watch a bunch of Japanese nail art things though. That'll get so you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> so All right, so. <laughs> This is going to be a three-hour episode. <laughs> well, this is Tony Marcel. She has a USB This is the longest Tony episode ever. Which she resurrects it in, Magical Dad. And Jarell's AI appears. She can help. He can help uh, her and Cal. How stop, does she stop. know that he could trust her? Because she had the little magical USB drive? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, he was he doesn't recognize her. She's well, like, I guess she's human. He was awake. He was downloaded into that other ship as well. And he probably did witness his son saving her life. So that and makes maybe, they, maybe they've that discussed her. doesn't mean he's not her. a bad person. No, it doesn't. We but. don't see him. Oh, yeah, him. he does have a long conversation with his dad. Maybe he does talk about her. We don't see him going to and from that ship and talking to Magical Dad. It's like but you got to imagine Magic that Dad, she makes you feel a certain kind of way. <laughs> you got to imagine that he's been on that ship more than once, discussing his newfound powers with Jarrell, talking about the history. Like, you... Apparently, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not going to have one 15-minute conversation with Magic Dad and never go back. And also... Uh, Hippie, hippie Jarrell is different than Brando Jarrell because Brando Jarrell's like you cannot, uh, con- you cannot have sex or anything with humans, and and then the mom's like we can take his powers away the Superman too, and I'm mm-hmm. like okay then you can fuck them all I don't care, not hippie hippie Jarrell's like oh man you bang whoever you need to man <laughs> you're a god to them, yeah he's a different uh, breed than yeah. Brando man he's, Marlon Brando's he's like, like clap some cheeks son go for it clap them cheeks. <laughs> I'm so I'm so going and pulling a comic that has Superman and his and his father talking. He's like, clap them cheeks, son. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Same advice I give my son regularly. What? Oh, oh. Tell our son to clap them cheeks. <laughs> Please tell me that is not your dad advice. No, I've never said that. I've never said that. <laughs> I mean, even if you're encouraging your son to experience his sexuality, what's the W you use the word to clap them cheeks? <laughs> That's not right. okay. Promise me you'll never say the words clap them cheeks in the presence of your son. Oh my God, I so want to so bad. No, I, want, I want to send the text message right now that says, I hope you're clapping them cheeks just like your dad told you to. You're going to make him uncomfortable because remember, he's your son. You know what makes me uncomfortable? The fact that you just said that you can't Son, the advice to clap some cheeks. He doesn't like to talk about those things with you. I know. I don't talk about those things with him. He does not want you to have any kind com- No, never. So Jarrell uh, instructs Lois on how to shoot Kryptonians in the face. And she's a natural because she shoots she sh- like three of them in the face. This is... And then Jarrell leads her to an escape pod. You know in Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, when Aquafina's character all of a sudden becomes great at bow and arrow? Right, she took one lesson and all of a sudden hit it from like 100 yards in high wind? That's what this is. That's what this is. There's no way... She's like, I don't know how to use guns. military (laughs) personnel that have been been raised from... 
They want this was to all be they do. Soldiers yeah. are better than a white. Is it because she's from New York? She's not from New York. She's from Metropolis. Which is Chicago, right? Gotham, Gotham is, New is New York. I'm sorry. I'm, I, Actually, I think they're both New York. You're, they're both Chicago? Because the, one's uptown and one's downtown. No, because the, the brothers who... Were they brothers? I don't think they were brothers. The, the two guys who made Superman... Oh, Simon and Schuster? ...were both whatever. from New York. Yeah, Siegel and Schuster. Yeah. Yeah, they were uh, Jewish guys from New York, I believe. So, uh, everything's New York. Jarrell That's why I thought everybody loved New York when I was growing up, and I was wrong. <laughs> no, most people don't give a shit. Most people hate fucking New York. I don't think they hate it. They just don't care. Mm. Same thing, same way we feel about L.A. We just don't care. You don't love L.A.? I hate L.A. You love it. I've been to yeah. L.A. I've been to L.A. too. I never really know. I mean, I, I don't first of all, desire to. when you're hungry and you're like, oh, good, what a burger. You've heard nothing but great things about what a burger. And you're hungry and you go and you're like, it's all right, it's not great. I mean, I'm not mad I ate it, but I'm never going to come but back. But I mean, that's, and, honestly, that's 90% of places I go to. They're like, dude, you have to have the such and such. I go there, I'm like, eh, it's all right. Like, a fast food burger is also, still a fast food burger. Jack in the Box? No, I didn't like it. What was that one that opened across but in Del Taco that we were freaking out about? Everyone was freaking out because they opened it. Oh, Shake, Shake Shack. Shake, Shake. Yeah. No, we went. To, we went, we there. went there and remember I they went didn't there. have we a good did. Shake selection. Well, there was another one. And it oh, was, there was expensive. One but either way, house, both yeah. of them weren't that great. No, like, they don't. I am sorry. I expect something called Shake Shack to have more shake options than fucking Sonic. <laughs> Facts or Cookout. <laughs> no one has more shake options than huh? cookout. But if you're if you got shake in your name, cookout has like a hundred. Make a shake, uh, to, uh, like uh, what's a custom John, shake? I, think your dog I should be able to pick you. whatever. I want. Well, speaking of milkshakes, uh, the what escape pod gets damaged. I hear they bring all the boys to the yard. <laughs> and uh, as she's leaving the okay. ship, her pod starts to spin and it's going to blow up. Well, because that one. Fiora pu- almost punches her in the face and damages the pod. He's like, Jarrell says, move your head to the left. So she does, and then, so what's her name doesn't actually punch her in the face. Yeah. But then kill her. he doesn't say, that pod's been compromised. He yeah. just is like, Peace. But he can clearly see. Magic Dad can see that pod's been compromised, and his whole plan for saving the Earth hinges on the fact that Lois gets his information back to the U.S. government, which you cannot depend on the U.S. government to save anyone. It's a These are all bonkers p- plan. <laughs> also, uh, he should know ma- not to trust that. Look at his government. <laughs> I know. Also, Magic Dad changes the atmosphere inside the ship to Earth atmosphere, so creepy uh, veterinarian ship. He designed it. Yeah. Creepy Which, veterinarian guy starts to choke, and Cal goes, wait a minute, and snaps out his restraints. Jarrell appears and tells Cal that uh, punch a hole in the ship right there. He does. And then you can see the earth, and he goes, that's Lois, by the way, burning him to death. Might want to do something about that. And he's like, okay. And he says, I mean, well, look. She is the love of my life. Go save them all, Cal. You can, be, you can save all of them. And then he blasts down Except and saves Lois. the ones Lois. that die in the battle. <laughs> you yeah, save like the all the ones that work for Batman. <laughs> well, this, that's why Batman is is right in the second movie. He's like, look, you showed up, killed a bunch of people. Everybody's right in this movie, too. Zod <laughs> should be doing everything he can to keep to find a new home for his people and to get the codex so that his people can be born again. He's doing the also, same thing that Thor did, only he didn't have Korg with him. 
Also, Superman is correct. He's doing everything he can to save the Earth. Because you don't have any right to move into somebody else's house and steal their stuff. That's manifest destiny, and we know that's wrong. Is it? It's imperialism expansion. We know that's wrong. Really? Because throughout history, that's what every culture has done ever. And it's subject. And what does it do to the comp- to the culture? It su- it subjugates. It's wrong. We know it's wrong. We know we shouldn't be doing it. We can't help ourselves because we're a predatory species. Like locusts. How much of Superman's blood did they need? I don't know. Because he's like, I found out that the Codex is in Superman's cells. I found it in the blood. Like, all right, well, you've got a billion cells in that blood, right? How many do you need? Oh. You'd think it'd be... That'd be enough. And you're like, oh, well, cool, cow. We're out. We're going to go it... hit this red planet over here. What's it, Mars? We're going to hit that. Maybe he doesn't have... <laughs> Shit, Mars, they got water We'll see you there? in about a year <laughs> when we take your planet over because we're all superpowered maybe Superman. Maybe it's just... Maybe it's not blood. Maybe they need all of it's his now blood. Because now there's 80 of Because it's not actually blood. It's just the codex. Because he doesn't need blood. See, they should have thought about this. Because he eats radiation. Hey. And that blood he spit on the deck, <laughs> that could have been... He eats radiation. That blood that he He's threw Godzilla. up because he couldn't absorb Kryptonian's atmosphere? That now, could have been a whole city's worth of people that they just lost. Godzilla. And all of a sudden, they have a hundred fucking Kryptonians against one. Godzilla. they on a planet for a year. They're going to whoop his ass. Godzilla eats radiation. Yes, he does. But actually. he also eats fish. <laughs> if Matthew Broderick's movie is to be believed. And, I, she, and she's pregnant. Hmm. She's born pregnant. So Zod rolls up to the Kent farm and asks Martha, where's the craft that he arrived in? And she goes, oh, uh, it's over by Go to Hell. And he gra- Fiora grabs Martha and is going to choke slam her. And Martha shoots a glance real quick at the barn. Which, you don't do that. What? You don't do that. You don't it, talk, talk to aliens. You, if you talk, say talk, go to talk, hell, talk. you don't look at the barn. Yeah. you got to stick to your guns. If you... You know right away that they're going to kill you to get this information. You're probably going to get tortured. So you need to have an alternate plan. You need to look to the right, not to the left. <laughs> also, there's 20 of you. Why don't you just look around a little bit? I don't know. Movies told me that if you <laughs> want to learn lie in an interrogation, you have to, you have to they will lie make, so they will. good <laughs> in the beginning that Stand when you start telling you the truth, they don't <laughs> believe you. Or is the dark gift for different That's what Hollywood taught me. <laughs> and, you know... Everything Hollywood says thoughts. is true. I can't. So, Forrest smashes inside the barn. She checks it, <clears throat> but there's no codex. Zod growls and throws, and picks her up and throws her. No, no, he, he throws... Pick uh, up into the house. Yeah, so he picked up the car. <laughs> then Zod screams at Martha, where is the codex? Martha starts to cry. Cal uh, hyper... Sonic tackles Zod into the next county. This is the only time I know for sure he's not pulling his punches. Yeah. Beats his face off. Because he says, don't ever yell at my mother. (laughs) Okay. So this is as hard as a Superman can hit. Zod took it. And I said, okay, boys and girls, this is where the movie starts to get a little crazy. (laughs) It goes from a fairly solid little sci-fi drama into WWE on crack. Right. It's still cool, but you have to get used to people flying through buildings that either collapse killing hundreds of people or explode killing hundreds of people mm-hmm. in non-stop Royal Rumble. Which really pisses off Bruce Wayne. Because yeah. one yeah, of those was his. True. Zod's having trouble the way that young Cal did. All right, the boss said we got to evacuate. You had to wait for him to call you. I know, we're yeah. watching. As soon as I see alien ships coming, I'm going home. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this next week. If, there, we, if, we if there's a next, next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, Zod's having trouble. He he hasn't adjusted either the way that young Cal had to with the sensory input stuff. It's a lot for Zod to take in, and he's highly disoriented. Zod's peeps swoop down, peeps swoop down, and a ship blast Cal and then retreat with him. Um, at the end of the road, Fiora and I don't I'm sure this guy has some stupid name, but I didn't I didn't see what it was and I didn't look it yeah. up. I just call him the large Kryptonian. His he's, name's Ted. He's Ted? the giant, yeah. which I guess it's they kind of, have him to kind of like, like mimic non- the the trio from Superman yeah. 2. They stand ready to have it out with Cal. And they throw down. Um, just as the military jets run by and strafe everybody. I would like to point out how mad it made me. That at one point the fight goes into the IHOP. <laughs> where red-headed bully dude is in. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't well, at any point it's go. called a lawn. And he doesn't at any point go. Oh my god. Clark are you okay? There should have when Clark is thrown through the IHOP and they make kind con, eye contact. He said, "Oh my God!" He should say, "Clark, are you okay?" And then Fiora should come and continue whooping his ass. It pissed me off that they didn't do it. It's such a small thing. What's the point of having that guy there if they don't have him recognize that Superman is Clark? They didn't pay off the setup. Yeah. It pisses me off. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, I'll be cool with that. Makes sense. Holy it's, shit, Clark! It, it's one line. I didn't even notice anything. Be like, Clark, holy shit! Holy shit, Clark! Holy shit! Ta. Jesus fucking Christ! Oh, uh, Jesus fucking Christ would have been great there because the whole thing is set up as if he's God. He's 33, the same age as Jesus. The whole conversation in the church. The house of L is the fucking house of God. Then there's where he's in the sun with his arms open and the lights behind him. Yes, it's all. He's space Jesus. It's not been a secret. I know. So it would have been really cool to have the IHOP go, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Which is funny because it's written by two Jewish gentlemen. Yeah. Or even a cheese and crackers. Cheese and rice. Mm. The large Kryptonian jumps on one of the jets, tears it in half, but the other one's saved by Superman. He and Fiora fight for a bit. She explains that because he cares for these humans, he's at a disadvantage and he will lose. She's kind of right. The big guy jumps in. They put Cowl down pretty good. And destroy a lot of small bone in the side. Superman blasts Fiora with his heat vision, hurting her. The military keeps shooting at all of them, and Fiora kills. Uh, Fiora goes crazy, starts super blasting all over the place and killing all of them. One, the I don't remember his name. Psycho hose tries to fight him with a try, fight her with a knife. Okay, but before he's decaffeinated, Superman the, smashes the her. The colonel, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Maloney. Maloney, yeah, that's it. Uh, Superman smashes her and wrecks her helmet. Yeah, he does. So, oh, no. <laughs> so she starts getting overcome by the sensory input thing. And uh, the large one slams a train on top of him. And Superman, on top of Superman. And then the large one picks up Fiona and goes Fiona. back to their, or Fiora. Yes. Shrek Scotty picks up. In. <laughs> nah, Shrek picks up Fiona. And takes Fiona to the ship. And me do it so in my van Fiora gets Sunday. hit by a missile. Yeah. All right. And it looks like she's dead. And it would have been a lot cooler if she was actually dead. At what point are the two sides going to go, hey, we can't hurt each other? <laughs> they should have had that kill her. But she's not dead. Spoilers. It's mm-hmm. dumb. Well, it's a good thing Lois Lane was there with the super secret information she got from Space Jesus' dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see Superman crawl from the train wreckage. The military surround him with their guns drawn. Space Jehovah. And each, each of them stands down as he walks by. The colonel says, this man is not our enemy. Thanks. Cal, 
Cal goes to check on. Also, water, wet. Martha. <laughs> Cal's catching fish. She's Sorry. okay. She, Lane's quoting uh, Assume the Position. Mm-hmm. Lois, we should watch that. That's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Lois shows up and says Jarrell showed her how to stop them. The K Doc asks, Why did Zod fail? Zod says, he, was ex- he exposed a temporary weakness in me. And K Doc says, It doesn't matter. He's found the codex, it's in Cal's blood. Cal said, or Cal says, the computer. Zod asks, does Cal have to be alive to extract this, extract this codex from his cells? Kadok says, nope. Just need his blood, really. So they release the world engine. A huge Kryptonian... Ter- they're huge Kryptonian terraforming machines that dis- will destroy Earth and then can rebuild it into a new Krypton. It won't destroy Earth. It'll just change the atmosphere. And crush it. It'll crush it. it Earth is the whole world. Earth will be fine. I mean, Earth will be fine, but the human civilization will be dust. Yeah, we're all dead. Yeah. But, but Earth well, will be fine. There's probably like, all the animals. No, no, no. Earth won't be fine. Earth will be the... Like, we don't know that Earth would survive this type of terraforming if all life on Earth was wiped out, because that's pretty much what has to happen for them. Well, and then it's happened before. DNA is introduced. Earth is fine. Earth is a big, giant rock. Earth will be fine. We're dying. All of us. <laughs> like, all of us. It uh, is reminiscent of the Genesis device from Star Trek 2. One drops in Metropolis, starts wrecking shop, lifting and dropping at greater and greater strengths. Obviously, people are killed in yeah. mass. Anybody in Metropolis is dead. <laughs> Cal, Lois, and the military all meet up with Superman's arrival ship. The ship has a phantom drive, basically a warp drive, so it can manipulate gravity, wormholes, blah, blah, blah. This can be used as basically a black hole bomb. Ah, it's a magic bullshit engine. Exactly. <laughs> this can basically be used as a black hole bomb if they use it the right way. It's not quite as bad as that wishing stone in 184. <laughs> not quite. Um, Nothing beats that. The infinite wishing stone. So the military will bomb one of the machines while Superman smashes the other one. As Cal gets ready to, to go, Lois says, well, if that thing's from Krypton and you go fight it, won't it weaken you? He says, well, maybe. He goes, but I'm not going to let that stop at me. Stop me. He blasts off. Zod puts Fiora in charge while he readies the Genesis birthing chamber. The military leads a, leads the small, loads the small ship up and takes off in a plane. Zod goes to Earth, takes off his helmet. And he's immediately assaulted by the hypersenses stuff, but within a few moments of concentration, he's learned to control it and withstand it a little better. And then he turns on the Genesis chamber and gets ready to start making Kryptonians. When Jarell appears, Jarell talks to Zod, tries to talk him down. Zod's not hearing it. Superman engages the World Engine in the Indian Ocean. And the military jets launch missiles at the Metropolis World Engine, but the gravity wells just destroy them before they can hit it. So, you know, there's going to be a big old rock of uh, kryptonite right there in the Indian Ocean. Mm. But that's not till the next movie. Right. Barry evacuates the Daily Planet, and the city starts to collapse around him. Zod and Jarrell argue until Zod looks, says, look, I'm, I'm done with this, and just erases Jarrell's AI, basically killing him again. Although you do see a little bit of small regret that he does again. He's like, I'm tired of arguing with you, computer. Cal is getting smashed over and over again, as are the occupants of Metropolis. Superman is under the world engine, starts to focus all of his strength to smash through. He's 
He screams and then blasts through the engine from the bottom to the top, and it blows up. Mm-hmm. Military lines up the delivery plane for the final run. Superman struggles to stay conscious. Dr. Hamilton and Lois try to power up the Phantom Drive on Cal's arrival ship, but something's not working. Zod pulls up behind them in his ship and starts to shoot the military plane, but Cal smashes into it. He gets ready to heat vision the entire thing, but Zod warns him, don't do that. If you destroy the ship, Krypton can never return. Cal stops and weighs this decision and then yells, well, Krypton Krypton had its chance. destroys the ship anyway. Which, I mean, it did. Mm-hmm. It crashes into Metropolis, taking out tons of buildings and countless people. And then the Genesis chamber... What did I write? And then the Genesis chamber... Explodes? Is... In, oh, is, is in the crash. A uh, crash ship. <laughs> Dr. Hamilton figures a way to get the Phantom Drive Tony to work again. To start typing his notes. <laughs> I know, I do. He gave it a right, quarter... So sorry, just sneeze all over you guys. He gave it a quarter turn to the left. Yeah. So now it all lines up and works, and now you can push the USB drive all the way in. But then Fiora jumps aboard. Fiora kills pretty much everybody. And the, the pilot kamikazes the plane into the engine. Lois, of course, is thrown out of the back... Cal catches her. The pilot is, of course, the Colonel Christopher Maloney. Yeah. <laughs> who, so, who tells Fiora a good death is its own reward. Yeah, wasn't he the ground um, colonel a minute ago? No. He is. Totally different guy. He's whatever he needs to be. Got all the skills. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're aware how the military works. <laughs> so. It's a movie. The plot demands it. Oh, yeah, this is also a movie with super people. Yeah. <laughs> Cal catches Lois. No, cows catching fish. Are you listening? <laughs> and everything good and bad within a mile radius is sucked into this black hole. Cal and Lois kiss, but then Zod climbs from the ship's wreckage. He is emotionally devastated. Cal tries to talk to him. Zod says on Krypton, their people were made to do one thing great. He was made to protect Krypton. Now that Cal has basically destroyed Krypton, what purpose could he possibly have? So now you got to go, motherfucker. You chose the humans over us. You have taken my soul. He said, surprise, motherfucker. Zod charges Cal, and they throw Two down the big time. motherfucker. <laughs> the big time. Large fries, motherfucker. <laughs> Stupid. Two pies, motherfucker. I watched that last night. I know. <laughs> Tony's seen it before, uh, too. Oh, a few times. <laughs> it's from Dexter. All right. Um, they throw down destroying tons of buildings. Zod said he's going to kill all the humans now, one by one, and learns to use his heat vision. They, uh, he can't quite fly yet, though, so he's jumping around like a monkey or something. Cal isn't quite the fighter that Zod is. Um, because he's just really strong. Yeah, and Zod uh, says Cal has to kill him. Zod, it's, it's the old strength versus technique. Zod takes off his armor and says he's a Kryptonian warrior, he mastered his body through years of combat. Where did you learn to fight? On a farm? New Zod can fly now that he's done this. So the little advantage that Cal had is gone. Zod pretty much beats Cal down. Um, and tears down one of Wayne's satellites. And it goes crashing into a train station. Zod gets Cal... Or Cal gets Zod in a rear choke. Zod starts to use his heat vision to try and melt a family. Cal tells him to please stop... Zod says never, so Cal snaps his neck. Zod falls to the ground dead. Cal screams and collapses, crying. Because Superman doesn't kill. Now he is the last Kryptonian. 
He's not. That he knows of. Lois tries to comfort him. <laughs> He's the last Houstonian in this movie. Because she can somehow teleport to wherever he is. Because a minute ago she was on the outside of Metropolis. <laughs> I can't get to downtown Virginia Beach at 4 o'clock. <laughs> I have a feeling that she might actually be Superman. <laughs> she might. Because she's gets, always it gets, fine. It gets bad in Superman versus Batman versus Superman, too. Because she's like, I'm in Metropolis. No, wait, I'm on this island that Doomsday's at. No, wait, I'm with the spear. No, wait, mm. I know I'm over. It's just like, okay, Lois. She you had a helicopter for 10 minutes. I don't know how you got all over the place. <laughs> she might be um, magic. She, maybe. That's maybe how she's Superman got. Superman is weak to her. Yeah, Superman is. is <laughs> well, women she are weak. Kryptonite. <laughs> And women, my lord, are we? Her nipples glow green and give you cancer. We cut to days later. General Stanwork and a captain, I don't know her name, are driving. When a satellite crashes nearby, Cal lands and says, look, stop trying to track me. <laughs> Cal says they're going to have a have to trust each other. And Cal visits with his mother and says he knows who he is now and what he wants to do. And he needs a job where he can hear about when stuff's hitting the fan, when things are going bad. And then we see Cal, although he's Clark now, starts to work at the Daily Planet. So everything is set up. So Lois's co-worker too. So Lois's co-worker tries to get her to go to a basketball game. She's like, no, try the interns. The intern says no. And then she gets a wedding. When uh, Clark walks in and yeah. says, welcome to the planet. Because guys with... Uh, well, she knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> you mean she's not cold by glasses? Mm-hmm. No. Like, no, <laughs> his hair is different, you see? Well, I think she knew exactly who he was. No. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that. It's surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Large fries, motherfucker. <laughs> What'd you think? Elaine. <laughs> All right. I think my favorite character is Clark Kent. <laughs> My least favorite character is Superman. <laughs> Clark's not really in this much, so it's, it's amazing kind of that. It's difficult to pick a least favorite character. Well, I have one. Because they're all kind of important in Are they? Every in each way, but I do dislike this iteration of Lois Lane. So Lois is my least favorite character. I that. think they need to update her job. To what? Sous chef? Shoe chef? Sous chef. Shoe chef. To something else. Like, (laughs) part of the reason that the character worked was investigative reporter. That was someone that was actually like a high powered career that was somebody who was doing actual, you know, hard hitting news. But we don't see news with the same respect anymore. We don't see the kind of, even like when Batman 89 came out and Kim Basinger's character, Vicky Vale, was that photographer that was going to these remote places and Mm -hmm. publishing things in Nashville. Yes. Like that, you don't see that anymore. So this career is not, doesn't give this character this gravitas and respect that. It would back then. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know what kind of job she how needs. How many? How many super super famous reporters can you name? You know, like that are current. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Can't. Not from ten, fifteen. Right, right now. I can't. Years ago. Because I can't. we don't care about that stuff anymore like that. But I mean, like the news is just dumped on us constantly. No, we're, like Diane Sawyer. What is that? She, yeah. You know, Barbara like Walters. Barbara Walters or um, you know uh, Tom Brokaw. Yeah. 
Like those, and Walter they're Cronkite. and they're all from the like at, were popular in the eighties and the nineties. Like 70s. that job is not a respected field anymore. So it doesn't make sense. Has changed a lot. I feel like maybe she should have some kind of like maybe a Doctors Without Borders or something like that. Oh, that'd some, be good. Or sort some of kind scientist. of a scientist or a humanitarian or some kind of an eco activist or something mm-hmm. that gives her a billionaire playboy philanthropist. But you know that gives her some kind of <laughs> philanthropist is a hard respectability <laughs> or or something like that reporters don't have anymore. Like I don't trust anything anybody says. Right. The problem with the with being a reporter now is that so you have one news station will say something and then some will say the directly opposite thing. You're like, yeah. wow, one of them's got to be lying. And with the internet and the way articles are published, there's no like. Nobody would even know who she is, and Fuck it wouldn't no. be this big deal. Like, I'm Lois Lane. I won a Pulitzer Prize. The like, stories she was breaking <laughs> are only read by so few people. Like, it, this mm-hmm. isn't her career. The career doesn't fit the comics anymore. No, because no. this was made in the 30s when that was a really big deal. Yeah. And they haven't updated it. Because, I know, and I feel like Because when you update, update things, people lose their fucking yeah. mind. Super Clark Kent's not a reporter? No. No, he's not. He's a, would he be? He's a blogger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, that would be much better, like they did with J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> He's got a YouTube show. He's a Which, and they did. <laughs> they updated it, and it made more sense. Yeah. All right. Anyway. But okay. So um, <laughs> she went into detail on that. I just it, <laughs> she had something. Some, I, she I, had some thoughts, and she did. I have lots of thoughts. Uh, my favorite scene is when Superman saves the universe, especially and very specifically. When he's under the energy stream and we get to see his face morph into Christopher Reeves. I love the cinematography there and how they did that. They've never confirmed that. In my heart it is. (laughs) In my heart it is. Because I just love that. I have a blue eyes, motherfucker. Connection to that character. Yeah. And I just, you know, and he's Superman doing Superman stuff. Nice styles, motherfucker. Uh, My favorite line is... um, when Jarrell, the ghost of Space Dad, is talking to General Zod, and he says, our people can coexist, and Zod said, so we can suffer through years of pain trying to adapt like your son has, and Jarrell says, you're talking about genocide, and then General Zod goes, yes, and I'm arguing its merits with a ghost, hmm. because, because, yeah, it's Ghost Dad. And my favorite tertiary object is Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shocking. I thought that was going to be your favorite character, because Kevin Costner. No. He's tertiary at best. Um, I enjoy this Superman movie. I enjoy everything about this. I do have problems with the character of Superman, and I do have problems with the inconsistency within the lore. I like a more consistent lore system. But uh, I quite enjoy it. I'll happily watch again, and I was happy to watch it this time. I give it a yay. Carly? All right, my favorite character... Superman, Clark Kent. I'm not separating them. Like <laughs> it's all the same. I mean, my least favorite character, I also went with Lois. And I said, I don't know that I'll ever like a Lois. But if they revamped her character, perhaps I could get behind a Lois. But I have she's not, not, she's not, I've really not liked likable. any Lois. She's always been <laughs> uh, My favorite scene, I like the scenes where Clark is not able to hold down a job. I liked him on the fishing boat. I liked him in the restaurant. I like him as the loading dock worker. Like, I just like that. I don't know why. My favorite line was also between Jor-El and Zod. And he says, tell me, you have Jor-El's memories, his conscience. Can you experience his pain? 
I will harvest the codex from your son's corpse and I will rebuild Krypton atop his bones. I like that one too. I like the way he delivered it. it was was great. Shannon's good. And my favorite tertiary object, I liked those robots that Jarrell and his wife had mm-hmm. on Krypton that like could look like his wife's face when he's talking to her oh, yeah. and the, the floaty the nanotechy mm-hmm. looking things robot yeah. things those were everybody's cool. doing that now <laughs> they do guardians and a few other movies so i'll also get it it's long so i'm not gonna watch it again anytime soon but if tony's watching it i won't leave the room <laughs> if tony's watching it i don't i mean I'm not like there the are some like movies the that is not the case for <laughs> john well my favorite character and this may surprise you, is Zod. Mm-hmm. Because he's right. <laughs> he, he's a, alone. He has no other option in the world. So he's like, all right, well, my civilization's got to go. So it's Zod because Zod's right. My least favorite character is Lois for all the same reasons everybody else hates her. She's fucking terrible. <laughs> um, my favorite line is, uh, was it Dick Snout? <laughs> Dick Splash. Dick Splash. <laughs> what do you think, Dick Splash? Because <laughs> you should ask about a football game. He's like, what do you think, Dick Splash? Dick Splash. Okay. <laughs> it's just one of those weird things. Yeah, it's like, like Spunk what does Bubble. That mean? <laughs> spunk Bubble. <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite. Uh, my favorite scene is the one where Superman gets mad and destroys his truck. Yeah. Like not even a little bit. Like puts pickup sticks in it. My favorite tertiary object is Superman's chest hair. Because they wanted Superman to shave his chest, and I was going to do the Batman thing, but I figured you would want that as your favorite tertiary object. Stay calm and call Batman. Because they wanted him to shave his chest, and Henry Cavill geeked out was like, if you look at the death of Superman, you see that his, his chest is exposed. That's chest hair. And they were like, well, shit, you got me. Yeah, he's a very big stickler for stuff. And that was, and that's why it's my favorite tertiary object is that's what he used was a comic book cover to prove that he was right. And all the Hollywood guys were like, well, I guess he lawyered us there. So, and I will yay this movie. I've always enjoyed it. Well, probably always enjoy it. It's not something I'll watch regularly, but, you know, if it's on. I think that's one of the things about Henry Cavill that's great is he likes to do. 40K. Yes. He likes to do characters he knows about. Yes. And he, he enjoys that. Like, he knew more about The Witcher than a lot of people involved in The Witcher. I feel like (laughs) he embraces the fantasy element of his job in a way that not all actors do. Like, and I feel like Vin Diesel's the same way. He embraces the fantasy element that he can bring to the table that... You mean the asshole who sprayed water on someone right at the beginning of a movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's the one. Fuck it. All right, what'd you think, Tony? Fucking spunk bubble. Favorite character is Kal-El. My least favorite character is the Kryptonian Council. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. My favorite scene is the oil rig collapse explosion. Mm -hmm. I like that whole thing. Favorite line is one that Carly stole. What? And my favorite tertiary object is the Kryptonian ship. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Excuse me, I'll of course see the movie. I, I always forget that I like this movie as much as I do. So you was like, like yes. eh, Man of Steel, I don't know. And I threw it on like a couple months ago just because I was bored and I saw that it was on something and I watched it. I was like, that's better than I remember it being. Surprise, so, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. I feel like Marvel gets so much love and DC gets a lot. The Marvel movies get a lot of love and the DC movies oh, get a to. lot of hate. 
Not and people now. are very anti Zack Snyder in a way that is odd to me. Yeah. Because here's when people are really against a director, it usually has to do something to like Joss Wheaton and how he treats his actors terrible or like something similar to a Harvey Weinstein si- situation. But they usually tend to be terrible people. But there's nothing I I don't that she's heard of. There's him. nothing I've heard of with <laughs> Jack Snyder that makes him a terrible person. No. Like, the reason he had to leave the Justice League is because his child committed suicide. Yeah. Like, he seems to be a generally nice guy who cares about his actors and the project that he works on. And the actors that work with him never seem to have anything Excuse bad me, to say the about him. word is actor. <laughs> yes, the actors never seem to have anything bad to say about him. But yet, people seem to shit on him and... Because his movies are all kind of the same and he has a directing vision, but yet that's the same thing with all the other yeah, I mean, most it's, directors. It, it's Their like movies that, are all, all very similar. similar. It's like that with everybody. Watch a Michael Bay flick. Some, just I know. Some make good movies, some make bad movies. Michael but, Bay, as much as everyone shits on him, he he's an amazing movies. action but, director. He's good at his one thing. Or like well. the... Yeah. the but he's the very Wachowskis good one that did the major like. No, they a, had one good movie. Everything else is shit. There's a lot of directors that have a very similar style or whatever that. But, you know, it's just it's weird to me how much dislike yeah. his Warner Brothers vision got and how much dislike these movies get. So okay, they're not the same as Marvel. They're very different tonally, but at the same time, they're yeah. still very well made movies. And they're still it's enjoyable. Just, it's just the them or us thing, man. It's all football, it's really, politics. It's all, but all right, it we'll, is. It's we'll very talk strange about that to next me. week on the podcast. Carly. She's the song? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> I made the original that's Superman that's theme, theme, Jones, which is not <laughs> in this movie at all. <laughs> and it's not in the Snyder Cut. All right. Was well. Pissed. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You've got a week or so to wish Elaine a happy birthday. And we will see you next week. On the podcast. Well, we won't see you because this is a bit uh, yeah, audio true. medium. <laughs> I mean, she's right. For Carly's you can pick. Hear from us. For we Elaine's birthday. Finish yep. Elaine's birthday month with whoop, whoop. 2006's Night at the Museum. What's that about? Ooh. It's about Night at the Museum. <laughs> it's about New York City. You'll have to wait and see. Oh, wow. <laughs> New York City? I hope they have the extra hot paste macate. Oh, 25 wow. of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, really, man? I think it's 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 too late. <laughs> Is that smoke? In your lungs. That's metal. In, In your lungs. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We're out the door, dinosaur. Nice caboose, Canadian goose. No. Uh, nice wagon, fire-breathing dragon. There you go. Let's wait for you. Hey, loose Canadian goose. Ah, fuck off. <laughs>